We'll probably we've been we got just so you know we've been live for 20 minutes. Yeah. Have yeah, we? You know. no, I mean I'm telling <laughs> you, Sam. Sam tell us this is every time we've been live for 20 live. minutes. Everything we've been talking about, yeah. we're, we're live. live. Okay, so we're officially yeah. live today. We have Adam <laughs> Sauce on, and we got Gerardo Gerard Gerardo. Michaels Gerardo. on with us. See, for some of you valuetainers, you may remember Gerard from back in the. You had a show called what? Before they were? Before they were billionaires. Before they were billionaires. Before they were billionaires. Oh, that yeah, was, yes, before they were yes, billionaires. That was Gerard so and... Yesterday you had a line in your uh, in your comedy show. We all went to see him do stand-up comedy. How was it? Funny guy. Some awkward moments. Some, good, <laughs> some, some high moments. So I'm going to call it like it is. But he said, you might recognize me as the guy as if Jason Momoa ate Jason Momoa. That's right. That was probably your biggest laugh right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. That was... Great. Uh, it's the truth, yeah. It's like if uh, Chum Lee was on Game of Thrones. That's the vibe I'm going for. And uh, you know, man, it's it's not often that I am I am not the best looking person at a table, and that continues today. <laughs> so I'd like to thank you. You're for on having the tradition, though, man. You're, you're, yeah, you're on a roll. But you know, it's it's funny if if, uh, if you don't know Gerard. I've had a chance to spend a lot of time with Gerard. Gerard, you're like one of those uh, weird combinations of a guy who's creative. And extremely brilliant and strong opinions all put together, all put together combined. That's Gerard. W yeah. With a lineage that's a very interesting lineage and your mm -hmm. experience having worked in, you know, writing for Wendy Williams, done stuff on Hollywood, done stand-up comedy mm -hmm. for God knows how long, and at the same time working on Chris Christie's campaign in Jersey. Yep. Your resume is a very weird resume with what you've done. I've got it all except portion control, brother. I'm nailing it, man. <laughs> yeah. But you're working on it. The yeah. portion control, we're working on it. Yeah. We're working on it. Last night, we were up uh, till I don't know what time we were up, 1230, which, folks, I have to tell you this. It was a very emotional moment. Kai, can you do me a favor and pull up my Instagram stories from yeah. yesterday? This is actually, you know, very impressive. I'm going to give you a couple of them. First one I'm going to give you is if you haven't seen what, uh, you know, Uncle um, – our friend here, Uncle Adam, has become a bad influence on my kids, and it's, it's starting to really piss me off. Kai, I'm going to send this thing to you. Prepare the first one, and I'm yes. going to show Kai. Uh, uh, we're gonna, let me know if you accepted it or not. This is what's happened ever since Adam were in Dallas at the Cowboys Stadium, and I told you know Adam, look over Dylan a little bit for me because I'm running mm -hmm. 2,500 people here in an event. And he's sitting there showing Dylan clips of Will Ferrell let the boy watch, okay? <laughs> so this is my daughter. I come home spending time with her. Yep. This is what she's saying. Check this out. Let the boy watch. What'd you say? Let the boy watch. I'm sorry. Where did you learn that from? Let the boy watch. <laughs> Let the boy watch. watch. And by the way, what's so awesome about this, it is her birthday today. Get out of here. Five years old, Senna. My baby is five today. We got a date night tonight. We always look forward to these date nights that we have. I got a surprise for her. We go out. We have a good time. She dresses up, and this is why I'm dressed up right now. I'm not dressed up for you or you, just so you okay, know that. Good, good. I'm dressed up for Senna. I just want you to know this. You I'm, are dressed up today. I am dressed you up are. for Senna because when we go out yeah. and uh, we go on our date night, she... We go, I make, you know, they bring the food. She'll have her dessert. We'll have our conversation. I open the door for it. It's a real unique experience, but she's five today. Well, this, this is the one-year anniversary of when you surprised her with that Barbie car. With that Barbie, and she's just jumping up all over the place. There's not yeah, a lot of so. people with a $10,000 suit walking into Chuck E. Cheese in Deerfield Beach. But, I mean, for, you know. <laughs> for her, I will do it, though. For yeah. her, I will do it. But here's what happened last night. You know. We're at the house. What time mm -hmm. would you say it is? What time did we wrap up last night? 12, 12 uh, 1 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's late. Okay. And when we're wrapping up, okay, we're 
having some cigars from a friend, uh, Daniel Cleland, that brought from Costa Rica. I think it was Nicaraguan cigar, which was, by the way, phenomenal. It was really good. Very good. And then... You live in your car. Everybody mm-hmm. like grown, you know. Like adults. Everybody. Like adults. You get in your yeah, car that's right. and you Everybody like does. Normal Seriously, adults. I agree with you. Of course. Who and doesn't then, leave in their this car? This is what happens with our friend here. Can you, can you pull up yeah. that story, Kai, if you have it? Just show the story and go to the main one. Do you need to log in to show it or no? Unbelievable. All right, let me Kai. send this to you here, buddy, if you don't have it. It's 1230. Everyone's leaving. This is our buddy here. Let me send this to you. Oh, I got it right here. So, Kai, airdrop coming your way. Accept it. Show it to us. Can you guess who? Mm. Can you guess who left on a bike last night? On a motorbike? What kind of bike? Harley? I'm, t- I'm talking a, about like a, a legit old school gangster mafioso bike. kind of like a Ducati? No, what kind of no, bike no, was no, it? no. A bicycle. A bicycle? Who well, in, who, a, in the who right, right mind would do that? Yes. You, you, look know like, you look like Tyrese and Baby Boy. Watch this. Play it. So, everybody's got their cars here, you know, they're, they're driving their cars, they're about to go home, and hang on, I gotta show you the surprise here, and our buddy here, that Adam, oh, that's his Mercedes. That's me. Look at that guy, with his lights oh, so on. Look at that guy, Gangster. By the way, do you realize in L.A., what kind of folks ride uh, bicycles like that? The Cholos. Only the Cholos. That's how we do it. You, you were riding, Miami, like, you were riding we like a Cholo. Yeah. Okay, elbows up. Shout out side to the Cholo side community. Side to side. <laughs> What's up inside? I, I learned side. from my boy Ricky Aguilar. Shout out to Ricky. Yeah. So, so. yeah, it was. Uh, and we timed. You said you timed it. You it said took, it took you it, seven it minutes? It took six minutes, but uh, but I had Stop to park it. the bike. Stop it. How far do you think I live from you? Gas is expensive. By the way, Pat, Pat lives in Save that money. No, we, we live 200 <laughs> yards. Shout out. We, we live 200 yards away. No, nah, 200 yards. 200 yards if we go. One if, mile. If you swim across. If you swim across. If you swim across. 200 yards and two commas away. 200 yards and two commas. I thought it was funny that Greg Dink was like, oh, you rode your bike. What kind of bike? You got a Harley? What do you I'm like, it's a. No, you're like, I got a Harley. I got a Harley parked outside without an engine. Honestly, it wasn't even the funniest thing that happened. The funniest thing that happened is all your neighbors saw this motley crew come outside and thought that they were about to get robbed. And saw the people looking through the thing. Nobody looked like they should have hung out with each other. Like there is nothing about the group. Like there was not a single level of consistency. You know, they all look the same. They all dress the same. They all have the same accent. There was nothing consistent about the group last night, which what uh, you know what makes it kind of like the United Nations. That's right. uh, It's what it was. The only only thing that that was consistent was that your neighbors didn't want us outside (laughs) at 12:30 in the morning. (laughs) You're a cigar guy. I am. Yeah. yeah. You smoked a cigar. I, I'll, I've been highly influenced by a friend called Matt Sapala. Sapala, yeah, yeah. He has majorly influenced me to yes. smoke cigars. I agree. Bad influence. Bad I, influence. Yeah. But he th- does a lot of good influencing, except in a for major, when it comes to By the, the way, just so you know, you know, one one of my favorite things about business. Just a side note, I love when we go out and build. A, I love building businesses, mm-hmm. but I love even more when we win. And everybody wins. Something very big happened today. I'm going to announce to our guys. They're very excited about it. I'm yeah, make, I walked in. I don't want to ruin were, the surprise. That's yeah, not, you were seeing me cutting was, some checks that yes. were some, you know, nice size checks that were being yeah. cut this morning. And it was pretty interesting. I mean, when Ian flies in the CFO, there's a meeting going yes. on late night for a meeting today. It was a very big meeting. Ian, Ian pops in, cuts some Out checks. Out of nowhere. And then looking like the Brad Pitt hair. And he He's comes in. With, yeah, 7 a.m. I'm at yeah. the office doing stuff. And we wrapped up last night at 1230. It's been a wild last 12 hours. It's been a wild last 12 hours. But good things are happening. Are you going to tell us or are you gonna, you're going to tease I, I, I us? I can't tell you yet. How many hours a night tell do you tease, sleep? Baby. How many hours a night do I sleep? I mean, I'm serious. How many hours do you think I slept last night? Like I, eight and a half hours, nine hours. I slept at least eight hours last night. Yeah, you, my we, we were at your house seven hours ago. <laughs> 
<laughs> what? Gerard's opening line is, we got a podcast in an hour. What are we talking what about? What are we doing? Good to see you guys. Oh, I feel like I took a gosh. break. I'm a four to six. I'm a four to six, and I get my seven on my Saturdays. I'm a four to six, and I get my yeah. seven to you eight on my four Saturday. hours a night. Four to six. Can, I, I love when we engage with the audience. Yeah. It's probably my favorite thing. Even though there's some hate out there for the Subway Mafia, yeah. there is some love. I'd love to know how much our audience sleeps. Are you a four to six guy, gal? Are you a six to eight? Are Tell you, us. First of all, what are you? What what are everybody wants to know? What are you? I'm a seven and a half. You're a seven and a half, Gerard. Yeah. What are you? Yeah, like I'd, I'd, I'd like to get my eight in. You like, like to, to get I like your to eight get in. my eight in. Now I feel like I'm I'm slacking over here, man. I'm doubling up yeah, on, on sleep over Lose here. Lose an hour of that. Yeah, I got I have friends that only sleep four hours a night too, but they mostly no. sleep under a bridge. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, those are different. Well, you know, I, I, I Lamar th- Odom, Artie Lang. Wow, <laughs> you went there. You <laughs> went Lamar Odom. <laughs> You and Lamar Odom. Artie, Artie looks so different, man, when you look at yeah. Artie. I mean, he Artie looks horrible. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a sad situation. Can we pull up a picture of Artie Lang, What Kyle? a great, great dude and a brilliant mind, too. Yeah. Man. And it's just, to, be uh, able to, to be able to, you know, tell stories and the way you think, the way he thinks, like, yeah. you know. He's a, you know, he wrote Black Sheep, right? Like, he, you know, uh, the Chris Farley movie? That was Artie Lang. Great. That was a politician. Oh, mm-hmm. God, look at that nose, though. What the? That's cocaine, ladies wow. and gentlemen. Uh, that, that is not is That is not paying people you owe a lot of money to. That's not. Yeah. Oh, you think oh. he's getting roughed up? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You think someone literally oh, wow. broke his face in? Yes. That nose is. He doesn't. Not look, he don't look like that anymore. He's better. Artie's well, better. Where's he this now? Is, I mean, it, this is the worst part about the internet, though. The worst part about the internet. Well, is the worst where, pictures. Wherever are you are, yeah. that actually that's, looks somewhat decent. Nah, right he's there. he's cleaned up, man. Yeah. I mean. You is that him today? Dude, I, is that because he looks dude, good? If that's him today, Artie's doing mm-hmm. good. Man. Go on that. Click Artie's on doing that. good. You know he's got himself like a little life coach and stuff. Artie's a good dude, man. Good for him, man. Yeah. Good to he, see that yeah. happening to the guy. Shout out to my boy Artie. Right? Yes. Well, you know we talked about this last night. Before we get into the business stories, I know there's a lot we got to cover. Gerard kind of said, you know, pull, peel back the curtain a little bit. Let people backstage. So, mm-hmm, w- mm-hmm. what do you enjoy about inviting people over to your house, smoking cigars, having you know? Uh, Communication breakdowns. What do you enjoy about that? I, I like. I'm. I'm. I, I'm very. Uh, uh, when it comes down to spending money on food, I don't hold back. I love very That's good true. food. That's true. I'm a, I'm I always a foodie say thank you. at the. You always say thank you. <laughs> I actually. I got an anecdotal story about that. When we were out in L. A. We were. We were uh, pitching with the agencies and stuff yeah. like that. You took yeah. us out to lunch, if you remember correctly. You took oh, us. we went to uh, crustaceans and we My, had a cigar dude, uh, tuna. We. How ordered, many of them did we order? You by ordered the way? ten, <laughs> and they were the best yeah. thing I've ever had in my life. And I went to the bathroom. He lectures me afterwards. I went to the bathroom, and I'm I, as I'm going to the bathroom. I, I, you know how they have like the the menu like up on the wall. I look at the wall and I see the price. And when I go back, I was like, I need to renegotiate my rate with no. you, bro. Like, this, this guy's dude, constantly looking to no, renegotiate. Like, this, that's this, right. Last yeah, night as well. This, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I gotta renegotiate. Hey, by the way, I gotta. I was like, yo, right, I, wanted, so, I wanted to like. I, I felt so bad. But tell me felt, how delicious it was. Unreal. It was unreal. It was on. It was part real. of a, like a ten course. It sushi was on. Real. That was, that was the back to what you're saying. Best you like, you like, you I like, like to entertain. The food, I like to entertain. I like relationships. I like conversations. I like the, you know, finer things in life. I like that. I like a lot of that stuff. I'll be, I'll be making some announcements. You're probably what next kind of watch weeks. you got going on right there, bro? I got a, I got a, uh, what is this? A day date. I got this. Uh, is that a Timex? In France. It's a, it's a Timex day date pro Rolex presidential <laughs> watch. Oh, that's a nice watch. I might need to renegotiate my deal. Over. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, moving forward, I'm only yeah. wearing yeah. fossil watches. Yes. Moving forward, okay? Give me a fossil watch used off eBay to come in and do these shows okay. with a ripped shirt. Anyways, a <laughs> couple things for everybody that's listening. Steve gave $100 to 
Oh, Steve, yeah. our friend Steve. Steve made a name for himself on the last one. Him and Anas. Steve from IDF? Yeah, but no, but no, no, Steve Levitz. From IDF. From Israeli IDF. Defense That's right. Forces. Yes, yes, yes. Shout yes. Out Happy to Steve birthday, Santa. And God bless you. This is a gift from Uncle yes. Steve. Wishing you a life of happiness and health. Steve, we love you. We enjoyed having you on last time, man. It was good stuff. But a couple things. Yes. Let me set the tone for everybody. Here's what we did in the last podcast. A lot of you messaged me. I think we gave away like $2,000 on the last one. Anytime, last time, people were given super chats. And it could be anything, a question that we go to, maybe a debate. Maybe we get two people to call in today and debate another topic, whatever yep. the topic may be. If you got strong opinions about something we talk about today as a topic and you want to get on and debate it and you want to be respectable, blah, 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 like Anas and Steve were, we may call you in. But any super chat, if you give 10 bucks, 5 bucks, 100 bucks, if I like what you're saying, commentary, story, we may give you 10 times back what you gave to us. So that happened last time. The last time, I think, on $200. We return two thousand dollars. We're gonna do it again today. We're ten xing super chats. Is what you're Not saying? Not all super chats. The ones we choose. The so ones last we choose. time we the had ones a, we choose, yeah. last time we gave eight people ten times back whatever super chat. I think one lady got two twenty times back on a super chat that she gave uh, uh, yesterday. Because uh, you like their story. I like you their said story. I like it so said. much. I'm usually giving ten yeah, exactly. times. I'm giving you twenty, 20 times. Yeah, we're doing that today as well. That's However, awesome. here's the other part. Here's the other part. If mm-hmm. you're listening, here's what we want to do. Uh, anybody, if you're a designer, or if you know somebody that's a designer, your son is, your daughter is, your brother, sister, coworker, anybody who's a developer, a designer, creative, we are looking for a logo for PBD Podcast. And if you design your uh, logo for PBD Podcast, you send it to me on Twitter, hashtag PBD Podcast, at Patrick David, whoever we choose, we may even on the next podcast show the different logos, people may vote for it, and whoever wins, I'm going to give you $500. If we end up using your logo for PBD Podcast. So we're crowdsourcing and we want the audience to be involved. Either if it's yourself or somebody else, uh, share this with that person or send us your logo on what we should use for PBD Podcast. We're open to mm-hmm. Having said that, let's get right into okay, it. Before we get into the stories, yes. can I give a quick shout out? I've never done this, but I get received a nice message from a young man. It's his 22nd birthday today. He's from my favorite country in the world. Here we go. Croatia. Djibouti. He's not Djibouti. from Djibouti. He's from Djibouti. He's not and from now Djibouti. He, yes, he messaged me. He said, I'm from Djibouti, <laughs> your country. Now he lives in Toronto. His name is Yassin Hassan. He said, you're probably not going to see this message, but I love the podcast. You're I love PBD. Him a shout out. Please give me a That's shout so out on my awesome, 22nd man. birthday. I saw the message. I saw he's from Djibouti. Happy and happy birthday, birthday to Yassin. Yassin. I hope I'm saying his name right. From Djibouti. Yassin, yes. here's what we want you to do. We want you to go and do some... Uh, citizen journalism. Yeah, I want you to go to that uh, Chinese military base and tell us what it looks like. Because <laughs> yeah, it's the only do. Chinese yes. foreign military base in Djibouti. Tell yes. us what it looks like. We're actually curious. Send us a video. If you actually can't get it, send us a video what that place looks yes. like. And by the way, just do it if you can be safe. We don't want your any challenges. Yeah, 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 gonna have. Yeah, that's don't no go do it if you're going to have any kind of challenge. But yes, happy birthday to Yassin from Djibouti. Uh, and if you uh, take a picture of that base, it'll be your last birthday. So could enjoy be, it. Could possibly yeah. be. If you don't get a picture By the of the way, base, you better bring us today, some booty pics. My, the interview went out today with Mike Baker, former CIA agent of, I don't know, 17, 20 years. It went out today. And in the interview, guess mm-hmm. what city, guess what country he talks about? Djibouti. No I joke. It's officially, it's, it's a great name, by the way. Mm. I, you know, How can you not love the, the, the booty? Especially yourself. Of course. I can, uh, can totally and even s- our friend Eric Galera, he's yeah. all about Djibouti. Yeah, you guys, you know maybe you ought to pay a visit. Base. You ought okay, to pay so a visit. Maybe, maybe a little bit more sleep next time. Yeah, at least <laughs> least the eight hours. Yeah, at least the eight hours. Yeah, yeah. There we okay, go. Okay, so let's go into uh, Ray Dalio's story first. I have some Bitcoin. I have some Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Page two. So Ray Dalio finally says, 
I have some Bitcoin. This is a Coindesk story. Concerns about a looming global debt crisis have taken the world's top hedge fund manager from doubting Bitcoin to dabbling in it. Ray Dalio said the U.S. dollar is on the verge of devaluation on a level last seen in 1971 and that China has threatened the greenback's role as the world's reserve currency. In such an environment, Bitcoin with its gold-like properties like looks increasingly attractive as a savings vehicle, said Dalio, out of all the people whose firm started 2021 with $10.9 billion in assets under management, making it the world's largest hedge fund, $101 billion in management. My apologies, not 10.1, $101 billion mm-hmm. under management. And he said, I have some Bitcoin. Dalio volunteered in the middle of an interview with Coindesk Chief Content Officer Michael Casey. Dalio's off-the-cuff remark to Coindesk about owning some Bitcoin represents the closest thing to an endorsement from him to date. Nonetheless, in the same conversation, he reiterated his concern that governments fearing competition from Bitcoin to state monetary system could crack down on its owners. Bitcoin's greatest risk is its success. Dalio Kanshin. Gerard, thoughts? Oh, man, who am I to doubt Ray Dalio? But if the governments could have done anything about Bitcoin, they would have done it already. You think so? Yeah. You think so? Absolutely. So you think if they could have, they would have already done Absolutely. it. That's your position on yeah, it. Yeah. The more I've, I'm huge into crypto. I'm massive into crypto. I'm a big, big fan. I got into it about four or five years ago. And I got to give a, 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 a shout out, a plug to my uh, Antagonistic America podcast. I had uh, a crypto expert, one of the very first miners in America, Eric Gallison, on. Yeah. And he was explaining to me blockchain and exactly what it would take to actually mess with, with uh, Bitcoin at this point yeah. with over 100 million users worldwide. Somebody would have to hack into over 51 million different individual servers across nations. It would, it would take... For that to take place. It would take, like, a worldwide government. Like, the only way, like, Bitcoin could possibly be, be um, you know, fraud, defrauded, essentially, or really Ethereum, even more so, that could possibly be defrauded would be if, let's say, you know, China ends up winning the world and they take over the entire world. And then they'd be able to go and get each of those hundred plus million servers, and that would individually have to do that. And that would assume that then they took uh, control of all of the satellites. They have all the cloud space. It, it, it's a functional impossibility, really, to do it. Uh, I, I know. Um, I, I know your boy Dan Pena may disagree with this, but uh, I am all in on on the crypto future. And I think it's not really what what the banks say. Look at what the banks have done over the last six months look at how they've entered they they have etfs they have they're doing crypto uh uh buys in their hedges and stuff like that now don't worry about what they say worry about what they do and ray dalio says i have some bitcoin i bet you that sum is a when he says number. some what do you think that sum is he says I have some bitcoin how, how much do you think sum is to ray dalio he's worth 20 20 plus I mean, he's billion. the kind of guy that says some bitcoin he might have uh, 10 million dollars of bitcoin that's some bitcoin to ray dalio so to, so, so so you think it's a 10 million dollar i don't know i'm just saying what do you think some is to him a guy worth twenty, what is some? I think it's an increasing, ever increasing amount. Let okay, me put it that so way. it is. It is. Do you think it's more or less than ten million? More, more than ten million, more yes. than fifty. No. Okay, so no, around no, ten no, or fifty no, million dollars. No, no. It you're might thinking. not even be ten million. What, what, some... what would what, what's one percent of his net worth? First of all, if somebody wanted to go find out how much Bitcoin he has, somebody could actually mm-hmm. dig in and find out how much Bitcoin the guy's. Did got. you see that they found that. Buzzfeed found Joe Biden's Venmo? Speaking of. BuzzFeed found Joe Biden's Venmo. Not to get off topic here, but But let's get off topic. It took BuzzFeed, the gender studies uh, majors at BuzzFeed, 10 minutes to find our president's Venmo account and his 150 friends. How much was in it? What was the deal? It, it was a public Venmo account, and, they, right. and it had the people who was paying him and who wasn't. And then they asked the, the White House to comment, and they took it down. They took his – so it was his. Uh, like, could you, if, if these people 
All right. Wow. It, so, so again, we're talking about worried about Bitcoin. Well, well the, the governments are going to manipulate Bitcoin. Well, why don't you worry about the president of the United States as a public Venmo that, that, that you know. He's sloppy. Yeah. He's sloppy. So that, back that, to, that uh, Starbucks barista Biden. found. Back to you. You don't think the government is going to come in and try to regulate. I think they've tried. The Bitcoin at all? You I, think it's done? I think they've tried. You're out of your mind, how? George how, Michael. How, how do you regulate an I, international currency? How do you regulate something? They'll figure something? it out. Believe no, they, me. When they're, a, they're trying. They can't. So that's it. They're, they're, they're done. You, you said that they're not going to regulate anymore, and you it's can't, over. You can't beat them by them. They're gonna they're gonna tie into it. But here, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. So for me, if you think about it, here's Ray Dalio. If if you're saying they can't, I've been saying the same thing for years about Bitcoin, cryptocurrency. I've been saying the same thing. I'm saying technology, great. It's going in that direction, phenomenal. There's nothing you can do about it. That's here to stay. And okay? I will never bet against the private sector. On the government's behalf. I, I, I get that, but I will also never bet against the government sector to want to regulate anything they can get their hands on. I agree. Anything they can get their hands on. And the way they do it is they can do it through how many, if they want to control, uh, uh, like right now, for example, one of the things that's coming up right now is the fact that how Biden's talking about we shouldn't be driving all uh, cars that are, what, gas? Mm-hmm. Gas cars, right? So 460 gas in in California when you sent me out there? Exactly. So 460 gas per gallon when you go to California. And this was just, what, a couple days ago? Two, two, three days ago, right. So for them, you know what the government can do if they really wanted to? Can they raise taxes to uh, to raise uh, uh, gas to $10 a gallon? Can they do that? They the might. government? Can the government do that? Yeah. I mean, if they can want the gov- to, yeah. Can the government do that? They can restrict supply. They can restrict supply. What else can they do? What else can raise they do? Raise taxes. To ra- they can raise taxes. What else can they do? The government can dictate which yeah. way you spend your money. If mm-hmm. You have to look at taxes and the government as a compensation plan. Whatever way they adjust the compensation plan, we, as consumers, we, as mm-hmm. citizens, we respond to whatever tax plan they come up with. Okay, so if they don't want us to go out there and spend money buying gas because uh, they want us to drive electrical cars, you know, they can increase it to 10 bucks a gallon. Mm-hmm. Then what happens? Behavior changes. So regulating Bitcoin or cryptocurrency isn't saying we're watching you. They can add the dumbest taxes on it to do whatever they can to control it. Their way of regulating isn't the same as regulating other products. We're not talking about like, you know, back in the days, Joseph Kennedy said, hey, you guys are selling stocks. You guys are selling mutual funds. Here's what we're doing. FDR brings Joseph Kennedy because Joseph Kennedy is the one that manipulated the market, the great whole, you know, the whole 1929 crash that took place. He says, I want you to come and help me out here. He says, you know what? Here's what we're going to be doing. Moving forward, anybody that wants to sell any kind of securities and you're touching cash, you got to do fingerprints. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You guys got to drive down. People drove down to New York to get fingerprinting to be able to sell stocks and bonds and mutual funds, right? Back in the days. You know, people are still doing fingerprinting today. No one's touching cash. Mm-hmm. But if you get securities license, you still got to do fingerprinting. Mm-hmm. This isn't about the kind of regulation that maybe you're thinking about. I think the regulation that they could do is very creative. One could be heavy-duty taxes. It's just it, a thought. It I, just depends I, on what, like for instance, is it a security? Is it a is it a currency? Is well, it a store of value? Is it a commodity? Whatever category it's going to fall in, it's going to get regulated by something. Whether it's the SEC or Finra, whoever regulates uh, commodities. Like to for that you, point, for you to say trying. that they're not going to do any regulation no, no. ever—that's not what I, I said. Think is, is, I want to be very clear. I want to be very clear. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with both of you that they are going to try. They have been trying. Mm-hmm. Part of this capital gains increase is specific 
to crypto earnings. But there's there's first of all, it, the retail investor is not in crypto deep. Less than 1% of the population owns crypto right now. And look at the valuation. Again, it's only 10 years in. Look at the value of this. It has no tangible value yet. You're not buying things, you're not using yeah. things on an everyday and look at the price. So in 10 years when 5% of the population has crypto and you're able to go into a store and use it, think of what the price is going to be. So if they want to do sales tax on crypto, once it's a tangible currency, I can understand that they're going to try to get their bite. But they're doing that now. They're trying to do it through capital gains. And what, what's happened is a secondary market has popped up. Real smart people aren't selling their crypto and taking that capital That's gains right. loss. That's right. We're taking loans off Pompliano of crypto. Pompliano said that. Pompliano yeah. said most crypto guys, they don't sell. They keep 90% of yeah. the guys, they're not selling. Because that's when you pay your taxes on it. Of course, capital I gains. Ta yeah. I take loans off of my crypto. Hmm. So there's, there's a, a secondary exchange where you can literally put your crypto in. And then you take a loan off your crypto and you pay it back and you keep your crypto. So I'm able to extract value for it while keeping it, right? And I don't pay the capital gains on that. That's a secondary market that evolved. You have people in this particular industry who created this product specifically to circumvent regulation, specifically to circumvent federal and international overreach. So part of the reason I'm, I love crypto so much is is it is more than a tangible blockchain is the future of technology. When you talk about Ethereum, don't think of Ethereum as a coin or as a token. Think of it as the World Wide Web in 1980. It, it, it's it's a blockchain, uh, a system of of how you're going to create interaction, social interaction, business interaction. If it, it's an infrastructure. Right, and, and I, I don't want to By get the way, like, what, what is starting to happen though is Ethereum starting to get more momentum than like amongst a lot of experts, mm -hmm. people are highlighting what Ethereum does. That's a lot more advanced technology wise yeah. and usage wise long term than Bitcoin. Long term, Meaning, you look, think an Ethereum? Could I, I'm not saying. I'm just Bitcoin? saying what experts are saying. Look at I'm what you what have to look saying. at what you have to do to close on your house. Everything that you talked about, the yeah. days that you what you have to do, yep. the money in escrow, yep. the payments that you have to make, the proof of, of purchase that you have to have, yep. uh, then the, the documents that you have to sign. Yep. All of that now becomes one token with Ethereum. You pay for a house with Ethereum, and the contract is on the token. It's all there. So it doesn't seem like a lot to people, but what's a day of your time worth at this point? What's a, like what is your worth in a day? So if if Ethereum can save you an entire day, what is that worth to you? As opposed to traditional signing of documents, and then who knows? Couldn't this be forged? I mean, this is antiquated. We are we're horse and buggy right now. This is this is analog. Ethereum is the future, man. Like there's so there's so much beyond the the spec the the the, the, the speculative investing. It's fun. It's gambling. It's cool and it's new. But the technology is game breaking. Yeah, but, but but I'm I'm gonna tell you something here. So. So here's here's the real argument when you think about this. The fact that Dalio is saying it, mm -hmm. I think Dalio is hedging himself. On one end, he's saying this could happen, regulation could take place. On the other hand, he's saying it could not happen. Meaning, if it's not going to happen, guess what? I'm going to also buy some. It's like buying a put or a call. You're buying like options against. You know, you're kind of mm -hmm. leveraging whatever you're buying to protect you're yourself. A stop sides, loss, basically. whatever. Maybe you're playing. You're playing, yeah. playing both sides. But by the way, never has Dalio come up and said he's playing both sides. He's just never said that. Yeah. So the fact that a guy as brilliant as him, I've sat down with him, I've had great conversations with him, the guy as brilliant as him to say, I have some Bitcoin, he's not saying that without some 
motive behind it for his investors to be paying attention. He knows it's going to be written yeah. about in yeah. every other paper. So there's a hint he's given. He, you waited until it was half price. But <laughs> he I, he but, bought but enough I, of it. I think he's smart for doing it. But I will tell you this other part. I will tell you this other part. This other thing to be thinking about with the Wall Street bets. Look at Wall Street bets, right? They went up against two. Everybody. Against the hedge yeah. funds. Yeah. Everybody. And mm-hmm. they ruined a lot of these guys. Melvin Melvin Capital specifically. Destroyed them. Yeah. To, uh, what, $2.75 billion? That was a Seven. Big, Seven billion, I it's think. It's just, a, it's a massive number to the point where they had to go borrow money from each other. And I they think. closed all their short positions. That's, that, they closed. So, so to me, the community of Wall Street bets is the crypto community, okay? Mm-hmm. And the government, the regulators, the Janet Yellen's of the world, those, the Elizabeth Warren's of the wor- wor- world, they're the... These big hedge fund managers that Wall Street Bets uh, went up against. You have to know that when that took place, thank you, thanks, babe. When that took place, you have to know, not you, babe, thanks to my <laughs> wife. I know that sounds weird. <laughs> no, no, no. Sam is walking away. Hey. He just called me, babe. My wife gave it to you, you gave it to me. So thanks, babe, slash Sam. Okay. Thanks, babe. So <laughs> Sam walked away saying, Pat, call me, babe. But uh, HR. But, yeah. But the, but the way I see this, the way I mm-hmm. see this, these billionaires, they have to make one phone call and they just have to say, I just want you to know, remember that campaign I gave you? What was that all about? You can't let this happen again. So that part, there's going to... think don't crony, understand the tech. You, I you really don't. don't. You, I, don't they're, 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 you, don't you think crony capitalism is going away anytime no, soon? No, I, I know, but it, it's specifically... It, you're right, but yeah. this stuff is specifically set up to counteract Oh, that. I get that. I get that. So I, it's... But I, dude, I, and, and this, I look, this that. could be ageism, I, you know, and these are, are some of the smartest people in the world. Get, don't get me wrong. But they don't understand the technology. I don't disagree War, with Warren you Buffett there. has straight up said, I don't invest what that's, I don't understand. That's even more of a reason why I believe scares the hell out of them. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. They to don't you. get it. The fact that it scares the hell out of them, they're like, hey, listen, this is too much. Slow it down. What do we need to do? Hey, you know what? What is the card we can always pull out? Regulation. Put some regulation on it. Go out there and regulate them. That's, you, know what, you know what this is right here? What's that? Time, baby. It's undefeated. They can be as rich as they want. Their time's running out. It's not time, though. Listen. There are certain, okay, so I was in a health insurance business 18 years ago, 19 years ago, selling health net, selling, you know, Blue Cross, Blue Shield health insurance, okay? And health insurance is actually good business to be a part of 20 years ago. Here's how it works. So if, let's just say you have a book of business. There was guys that was making half a million dollars a year golfing five days a week. Why? Because once you build a block of business, mm-hmm. you were making 10, 10% every month off the premium. So if you're paying mm-hmm. $1,000 a month for your family's premium, guess what? I'm making what? A hundred bucks. But it's hundred bucks. Every month. Mm-hmm. So 10 years later, you build a block of business. You're making thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 every single month. And then comes out what? Obamacare. Mm-hmm. When Obamacare comes out, comes out, guess what happens? Obamacare now says, here's what we're doing. Here's the plans that we have. And then you have free enterprise competing against the government, right, for contracts. They can do whatever they can to make new laws and regulations to hurt everybody else. When you directly compete with the government, the government has a card you don't have. That card is we create the rules. Mm -hmm. You play by our rules. And the government, what they specifically don't like Mm -hmm. is the following. They don't like people like Elon Musk. They don't like people like Trump. They don't like the crypto community. You know why? Because they're going like this saying, hey, screw you. And they don't like when people say, screw you. They like when people say, we need you. World wouldn't be the same without you. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, the <laughs> Hunger Games syndrome. Yeah. You're so whole. Yeah, hey, yeah, bound yeah. down to you. So the crypto community is not bound down to anybody. Yeah, some dogs like so, their leash. For yeah, sure. So that's that part. Anyways, we'll see what's going to happen and to, here. And to wrap this up with, to put a bow on yeah. this with our friend Dalio, he came out. What, what was the famous thing that he said in Davos, Switzerland, you know, a year and a half ago, right before Corona hit? He goes, Cash is trash. Get the hell out of cash. Yeah, he did say so that. So I would not be surprised if he, you know, diversified his investments and got out of cash and bought some crypto. 
or some Bitcoin, even though he might not be a firm believer in it, we know that he's a, not a believer in necessarily cash. And that timing couldn't have come worse for him, by, by the way. I agree. Right? I agree. By the way, Felipe Congote, who just gave twenty four ninety nine, he says, Pat, it's my birthday today. Uh, hope your daughter has a special day. God bless America. Value tainment for life with a nice little flex. Felipe, nice. happy birthday to you. We're giving you 10 times back what you gave us, $250 mm-hmm. to you. Happy birthday. Anyways, we're watching everything else. Keep going with the Super Chat, folks. And if there's any topic we talk about and you want to debate somebody on it and a couple of you guys can agree, we may bring you on here for having a 5, 10, 15-minute conversation together while the rest of us listen to you, you if see, there is you see this, something uh, there. What's this that? Super Chat by Best Hoops. He goes... 16-year-old kids are becoming Dogecoin millionaires, Yep. and my boss just asked me to work this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> to the so, moon, baby. Yeah. So to that, the moon. That right there just shows me what a fraud oh my Dogecoin gosh. is oh, and some of crypto is. That's a... 16-year-old kids are just buying what do you have to Dogecoin. Say about that? What he just That's said. a freaking fraud right dude, there. Dude, you just woke up Gerard Michael. Good. Man, I want him to be woke Gerardo. up. Gerardo. Oh are you a big Dogecoin guy? Look, Doge is a joke, but at some point, you know, you have to... You have to Pet Rock made how much money? So I mean, we can sit here and we can. I mean, what what, yeah, what is okay? But what's okay. what's Mr. Potato? What is the actual function? You're you're such a we're utilitarian. Going we're going to Mr. everything. Potato everything can't be utility in this world, man. If the if the market moves in a direction, you have to respect the people. No, at the end of the day, if it's a rock and someone's like, it's a pet rock, you can you could you could keep it in bed with you. You could take it on a walk. Do you and know? Someone, do you know and why so, people? And, that, and that's the reason. Do you that know no why people pet buy rock. pet rock? That's they the buy people, pet rock to piss off people like you good. specifically. And where's Pet that's, Rock? They they where's would pay twenty five. There is there's a book out there. There's a book out there that was a New York Sam, Times bestseller. Can we bestseller. order a Pet Rock yeah, for exactly. both of these guys? They're, they don't exist anymore. There's a book. The we'll point. find a limited edition. That's one. the point. There's a book called Every Reason to Vote Democrat. Every Reason to Vote Democrat. It was a New York Times bestseller, and it's fifty empty pages. That's the book. It's fifty empty pages. Was that a joke? It's a joke. I mean, uh, don't bring that Look into it your up. stand-up from last night. Bro. Look it up. Look it up. It's 100%. It's 100% true. It was a New York Times bestseller. Are, are you willing to buy a pet rock these days? No. But well, that's, you just defeated your example. That's no, my no. point. Well, Who the hell would buy a pet rock these days? But I'll tell you what. Fad. I'd sell it. it. bullshit. I'd sell it. So what you're saying is, a market. So what you're saying is, do you have some... Dogecoin. It I sounds like he lost I money don't. on Dogecoin. No, so it is. How much did you lose? Honestly, between us, just the three of us. Ten million dollars. <laughs> I'm a little salty. But you had sixteen-year-olds just so, buying Dogecoin with with zero. You sound just, you sound like works. just like my buddy Justin, man. My buddy Justin is one of he he is the number one financial advisor in New Jersey. Won the award like three years in a row, right? And he he says that because uh, I get into arguments with him all the time. I was like, did the what what backs the U.S. dollar? It's a fiat currency. The only thing that matters about the U.S. dollar is that we all think it matters. Bitcoin has the same thing. Dogecoin has the same thing. There's no functional difference, truly, between Dogecoin and the U.S. dollar anymore. There's no gold. There's no gold backing. And then Justin, to his point, which to your credit, Justin will be like, when Bitcoin has aircraft carriers, I'll buy Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the only the only when thing. When Bitcoin has aircraft carriers, I'll buy Bitcoin. That's right. Because yeah. I well, what's the functional difference between that currency and that, our fiat dollar? That is a very aggressive argument. point of view. Yeah. Comparing the actual dollar, the U.S. dollar, the standard for the world economy for the last seventy wait, years. Wait, to wait, wait, wait. Be very what careful what you just said. No, no, no. Wait a minute. It? But 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 uh, 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 of course it's extreme. 
But remember what Dalio said. Ray Dalio said the U.S. dollar is on the verge of devaluation yeah. on a level last seen in 71 and that China is threatening the greenback's role as the world's reserve currency. Well, we know what China wants to do. They're going the United Come States. On. Holy. By the way, Dalio is it's a, a war on when the U.S. I, dollar. Listen, when I sat with Dalio, okay, when I sat with Dalio, we did the interview. His entire publicist team was sitting behind us. Mm-hmm. We had a great conversation together. When it was done, I pushed a lot on the China topic, okay? On the China topic, he was very careful on what he said about China, okay? Really? He was very careful about what he said about China because he does deal with- Ray Dalio. Ray Dalio was. Very careful about what he had to say about China. When the interview was done, the publicist came and we talked about certain things, comments about certain people. Hey, we have to do this. I said, no problem. We accommodated, right? But here's the thing. If you would have listened to that interview then, mm-hmm. and you listened to the interview, what he said today, the position changed slightly. Because that interview was protecting China. This interview is saying Ray Dalio said the U.S. dollar is on the verge of devaluation on a level last in 1971 that China is threatening the greenback's role as the world's reserve currency. He wouldn't have said that a year ago when he and I sat down. Which means what is happening recently, and I don't know if you saw what happened yesterday when Biden talked about the fact that they're doing their deep investigation uh, uh, into, into, the origin. into origin. Yeah. And China. 90 days. By the way, that would have never been talked about come last year. Mm-hmm. The left and the right is aligned on one thing today, for the most part, except for John Cena, which we'll get to next. Oh, the left and the right is aligned on one thing right now, for the most part, and it's you better keep your eyes on China. China's they're on not playing around. Yeah. You so, just hit the nail on the head yeah, right there. So, so let, let's let's talk about let, Kai. Can you watch all the super chats because they're coming left and right and out. If anything you catch, they, send they're me not. It. The barbarians aren't at the gate. They're they're in. Of the course, the wolf is in the henhouse. Uh, okay, so elaborate what you just said. They well, you you particular you yeah. you had a guest on about two years ago that really opened my mind to it. The hundred year marathon. Um, and I had I'll, I'll tell you what I I was always a supply side guy. I was always supply side economics. I did not like Trump's trade war against China. I thought it was dumb. Who cares if you didn't like it? No. At that time or still at today? At that time. Okay. And I used to get into a big argument with my father about this because my father would was you know I would I would look at you know this 1980s jingoistic Reagan nationalism that he has like America first and all that stuff. I'm like I don't really care. I want three dollar underwear at Walmart. Like you know what I'm saying? This is good for the consumer. If we if we tax them at the levels that they tax us, our prices are going to go up. That's going to hurt our economy. We don't make things anymore. We're not a manufacturing economy. I had that opinion, and I will tell you, I was completely freaking wrong. I was ill-informed. I had no concept that China was responsible for 90%, 9-0, of the manufacturing of all of our pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. They, they, could, they could put, they could spike heart medication with fentanyl and kill 30 million Americans tomorrow. Like, it's a clear and present danger that we don't make this stuff. And, and it was short-sighted and, and frankly, you know, uh, greedy even to, to have that perspective that I had, and it was wrong. And a lot of other people had the same perspective as me. There's a lot of people that have said, Joe Biden himself, China's not a threat. They're our ally, building them up. Like, we're still talking about them as if they're a third-world country. They are not. No. They are far not. Far from it. They are a plantation. You have to understand, from it. it is a plantation, and we have to look at it as such. They have more billionaires than anybody in the world. They have more people living under the poverty line than anybody in the world. This is owners and slaves, and there really is no other you way know, to look at it. the whole concept about rich get richer and poor get poor, mm-hmm. China is the ultimate example of it. Because the mm-hmm. separation between the rich and the poor is a lot wider yeah. than the separation of rich and the poor in the U.S. As much as in the U.S. we take shots about the richest getting richer, the poor is getting mm-hmm. poor, it's a lot closer than it is both in India and in China. In India and China, the separation between the wealthy and the poor is very, very wide. 
Not in America. Yes, we have a lot of homelessness going on. Yes, we have things mm-hmm. that's going on. One person being homeless is too many people being homeless. I get that. But what they do, the whole rich, rich getting rich mm-hmm. and poor getting poor, it's wider than anybody else. So John Cena, let's talk about what happened with John Cena. So John Cena, go to page uh, uh, five. John Cena, who is loved, I would say he's adored, he's admired by a lot of people, okay? Wrestler, movie star, rock star, great physique. You know, he is uh, uh, in the camp of, uh, what would you say, The Rock, Van Diesel. Put some of those names there, mm-hmm. right? He's, he's in like, that camp. He's like Rock Light. Yeah, he's Rock, he's when rock you, when you order When you order rock, rock on Wish.com. Yeah. <laughs> John Cena called pathetic for apologizing to China over Taiwan's remark. Yeah. New York Post story. John Cena was on the receiving end of a uh, pile driver Tuesday after American Twitter user... Uh, users after his pathetic apology to China for referring as ta- to Taiwan as a country during a promotional spot for his new movie, F9, Fast and the Furious 9. Cena, speaking Mandarin, went on the Chinese social media site Weibo Tuesday to apologize for calling Taiwan a country during a promotional interview for F9, the latest installment for the Fast and the Furious franchise earlier this month. The Chinese who consider Taiwan a rogue province uh, that is part of their territory erupted in outrage at his blunder. And he said the following, I made one mistake. I have to say something very, very, very important now. I love and respect China and Chinese people. He didn't say I love and respect Chinese people. He said I love and respect China and Chinese people. I'm very, very sorry about my mistake. I apologize. I apologize. I'm very sorry. You must understand that I really love, really respect China and the Chinese people. My apologies. See you. Pathetic, said Senator Tom Cotton's reaction to Cena's Mia Copa, and by the way, a mm-hmm. bunch of other people, uh, even Keith Oberman said stuff like, what are you doing? This was pathetic. Keith so Oberman. left and right, all over the place, they were not happy about what this guy had to say. But what are your thoughts about what Cena said? Um, mm-hmm. all right, I'll go first. Number one, how the hell are there nine Fast and Furious movies? That was the first thing that came to That's mind. That's what There's you took nine. away. I can see There's that nine being the them. first thing that you think I'm about. I'm like, all right, this is F9? Well, t- <laughs> 10 if you count Point Break, which they basically just oh, stole. Gotcha. So. All right. Well, anyway, that, that's just that, That's, that's just the that. real issue, And though. don't get me. I, had a, I actually movies. had a really fun yeah. night with Van D- uh, Vin Diesel one night. That, that's a whole other story. Oh, uh, here we go. Fun time. Fun time. Oh, uh, here South we go. Beach. Number two. He went, to, he went to Djibouti with Vin Diesel. Oh, Drop. that was some Djibouti it at was Vin Diesel's You can better believe that. It was a fun night in South Beach. But He limped for weeks. Number two. Um... How's it going? You got to use one of those jokes on uh, a Wednesday nights. Yeah. The um, the the fact that the guy, this guy full on speaks Mandarin. Yeah. So this was not some hey guy uh, read this attempt to read it. It was you've been studying Mandarin. You've been realizing that you're going to start making money in China yeah. for the next decade. Yeah. Bust out that Mandarin you've been working on for the last ten years. Yeah. yeah. And uh, just do your little mea culpa and and actually put it to use right now. He's like, okay, I got this. And just did his thing. Did, so, you, did you see what he looks like these days? My first when I when I watched that, my, and I posted this too. My first reaction was, "This dude's angling for an, an, an Ernest goes to Beijing reboot." <laughs> like I was like, "What the hell? You, this is John Cena." Look, first of all, if anybody out there is thinking of, of doing copious amounts of steroids for many years and growth hormone and stuff like that, John Cena is proof that just you can't ever get off of it. My God, if you're in, you're in forever, man. Because this dude looks like a, a wilted leaf. Let's pull up a picture. Like, my, uh, have you recently? Seen, have you seen him recently? My God, look! Look at my the picture. Picture. Got Recent picture. This dude. We, those are all good pictures. You got to pick up the one from. Do the video. He looks like Ernest, man. It's it's like insane. The guy went from like thirty to fifty five in like a year and a half. Kai, just go up. 
Let's yeah, see just, the video. His apology to Is it on his Instagram? It's not on his Instagram. Dude, well, obviously no, no, he's not going to put that on his I, Instagram. All he's the way just, up. I, I'll just tell hit you, that first look, story, New York Times. Just hit the first story. The big thing yeah. about this, right? Go up. Keep going. Go ahead. The you big thing the about this is, is it's not just John Cena. It, it's the alarming trend that ho- that Hollywood is completely owned by China. There's no, no Americans aren't going well, to. I agree with you. If you would have let me finish my point, I would have gone there. But go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Get, get, take a car there instead of a bike. Let's get moving on. Oh, we're going there. All right, gloves are coming off here. Gerard Michaels. Watch it, watch it, Gerard Michaels. This seg- we know who the real mother sucker is. This, se- this seven-minute monologue right. is brought to you by. The, the bottom line is, I do agree with you. Cena doesn't give two shits about Taiwan. He cares about China. He cares about money, and he cares about Hollywood. And he's been studying this. For obviously years to learn as a Mandarin. Go ahead. I have your permission. Yes. Thank you. The difference the difference between income is six million versus twenty million. Right. So so you do a movie and you're good with America only or the main countries that are, you know, pro Western US, you're making six to ten million. Okay, maybe fifteen million. But if you go US and you build up China, now you go from six to ten million to twenty to forty million. It's a different payday. It's like making four movies if you just get China for making one movie. So it's it's mathematics yeah, out there doing the math. dollars. That, yeah. so, so that that's that that's worth supporting an, an oppressive re- regime. I mean, I, I don't know about oh, that. I don't like, disagree with you. I'm so just telling look you. Look what too. LeBron it's and the NBA monetary. are doing. LeBron look, and the NBA are exactly. guilty of that's, 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 that's exactly where I was going with it. Daryl Morey supported democracy and free speech, and you know Mao Zedong LeBron came out and was like, "Shut up! You don't know what you're talking about." And it's like, dude, like. Um, just imagine, at some point, you have enough money, you have enough followers, you have enough views. Something has to be about legacy at some point. You're going to die. You're not bringing the money with you, right? So would it put yourself in 19—now, you know, I, with, with your background, I'm sorry, but I'm not trying to be, you know, extremist on this, but put yourself in 1930 Germany, right? And you say something about, I think what, uh, what these guys are doing with— um, with uh, minority communities and the Jews is just not right. And they, oh, oh, hey, you don't, you don't live here. How dare you? How dare you say something bad about the, the, the new regime? Hitler's bringing us out of poverty. You don't live here. Apologize. And imagine apologizing to Hitler because it's going to double your revenue. What the hell does that look like 100 years later? What's your legacy? Everything else you did before that does not matter. You're Hitler's bitch. That's all you're going to be remembered for. John Cena is Xi Jinping's bitch. He ain't a 10-time world champion. He ain't a WWE. He's not a movie star. The dude's a bitch. Let me ask you a question. Say it to his face. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Do you think his move on what he did is is done based on his own reasoning, or do you think he had a call with his publicist? 100%. He had a call with his manager. Number two. He had a call. And here's another one. Let me continue a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Forget about the publicist and the manager, right? If something happens to the comedy world, you may call your manager, you may call your publicist, but who else you're calling? Other comedians, other folks who have dropped the ball and made mistakes. Like if Billboard says what he said in one of the jokes he did, uh, you know, uh, uh, what was it? He was uh, opening up for Oscars Academy. He was doing something, and yeah. he said something offensive, yeah. and he had to come. I bet he's probably calling Chappelle. I bet he's probably calling John. I bet he's probably calling a few people saying, hey, what the hell happened? What do I do here? And someone's going to say, screw them. The hell with them. Mm-hmm. Don't let the cancel culture scare the hell out of you. Maybe that's on the comedy side. Who do you think he called? Well, you think he called some well notable names in the Hollywood world and says, "Guys, how do I handle this thing?" On, here? on a much, much, much smaller level, I told you the the I left my management 
I, I had a management company and we, we had tours and everything like that. I left them because they were taking down videos I was putting up during the lockdown. They told me what I could and couldn't say. They told me if I continued to question the official narrative publicly that I was going to be taken off the tours. And I made the decision to say, screw you, I'm out. You don't get to tell me what I can and can't say, especially if I'm right. Especially if I'm educating myself on the topic. So do but you think he spoke to some people? I think he got I think he got bodied like a bitch. I think he let people walk him into a corner. He didn't realize he's the star. He's yeah. trying to break into this make like he he wants so desperately to get into that studio system. And it's like, bro, like that nobody's gonna care that you flexed on screen for seven minutes in a in a in a Hot Wheels commercial. Give another you know time. What I'm Give like, another time where this has happened. Give another time where this has happened. Like, okay. Daryl Morey. Yeah, I get what happened with uh, Houston Rockets Rockets and and LeBron came back and said maybe he made some emotional comments and LeBron kind of defended, you know, and that one meme with LeBron went all over the place looking like he's from China. Yeah. But but go back, not even right now, go back 40 years ago, go back 50 years ago, go back when Marilyn, uh, Marlon Brando is winning the Oscar and he doesn't go up and he sends a, you know, a a Native American Indian Mm -hmm. actress Mm -hmm. to go receive and she gives a speech and... Go back years ago. What proof is it that this happened? Meaning, if today it's China, who was it 40 years ago? Who was it 80 China? years ago? Russia. No, Russia. No, no, Russia. no, it wasn't China 40 uh, years ago. You know, Mao, Mao was doing some rough stuff, but there was no, no, there was no but, profit but incentive. That's what I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. to you. That's what I'm saying. So what I'm trying to tell you is today, in one end, on one end, I fully get what's happened with a lot of these guys. They're sitting there. The manager is saying, look, I'm making 10%. On forty million or ten percent on six million, the difference on a manager in WME or wherever it is is what six hundred thousand dollars versus four million dollars. At least, yeah. That's the difference between living in a two and a half million dollar home versus and a living one in bedroom a, loft <laughs> versus living in a ten million dollar home. Yeah. That's the difference between your neighbor being executives in real estate and finance and, and the difference Gillis. between you know celebrities being your neighbors. It's a different. Mm-hmm. It's a difference between being invited to a poker party of a bunch of guys that are doing well for themselves that no one knows about, but they're in the business world, mm-hmm. versus being invited to a poker party Thursday night that's basketball players, Hollywood stars. So you don't want to give up that, man, I'm no longer going to be invited to that cool party. The level of pressure, the mm-hmm. level of pressure of having to be included in that cool party, I think it's really hurting a lot of these guys. I will tell you, for me, to learn a second language is not easy. And there are a lot of languages you can go learn that's a lot easier than Mandarin. Yeah. You can go learn Spanish. It's easier. You can go learn French. It's easier. You can go learn Portuguese. It's easier. You choose to learn Mandarin, meaning John Cena's not a muscle head, big, buff, dumb guy. That's not John. No, he's smart. John is a very, very smart guy, meaning he knew when he made the decision to take this position, he processed it. Of he's course. not a dummy. He's sitting there saying... But what am I, so I just think there was a level of fear from somebody that there uh, might be pressure from China itself. They might send though? henchmen what? and say, no, "I don't know about that." Oh my god! Yeah, I don't know about that. I think here's I my opinion. People's just, Liberation Army is, is. I listen. I'm from Iran, man, and I I, I I I know when that happens in certain countries. And I'm not telling you that. I'm not naive to not believe it doesn't happen. I'm just yeah. saying I don't know. It goes to that level. Go think ahead. about it. He, he probably asked himself something that yeah. you've actually pretty much made famous. He asked himself ten years ago, "Who do you want to be?" Who do you want to be? I want to be an action star. I want to be a movie star. I don't want to just be a wrestler. I want to make movies. I want to be famous. All right, what's the protocol then? All right, so you got to get into Hollywood. You got to start making movies. You got to be a household name. And then you got to get into bigger markets, i.e. China. And that's how you're going to make your money. All right, who do you, is that what you want to do? Yes. 
all right, well, you got to start learning Mandarin. You got to start doing this. You got to start doing that. Do, do you, you think, have a game plan in yeah. place? Do you think, so then when he pisses off Taiwan, you think yeah. he gives two shits about Taiwan? At no point when he said, I want to be a fighter for democracy. I want to be a freedom fighter. I want to be Nelson Mandela. That's not who he wants to be. He wants to be a money-making Hollywood icon. And this is the path to do it. So he's setting on that course oh, wait. to be that person. You, you don't think Cena has aspirations for politics or anything else? I have no clue if he wants okay. to be a politician or yeah. not. But based on this answer yeah. right here, he wants to be a movie I, star. I think, I think John Cena is very aspirational. Well, okay? this just ruined his, all his p political chances uh, right It depends. There. It depends how you look at it. It depends which party you're looking at. I mean, for sure, if you... Uh, I don't care what party it is. They'll throw that... It depends. You just kowtow to China... You're done. Uh, you, if he wants to be a movie theater, so, a movie action star, so Eric, Eric Swalwell, so Eric, so has, yeah. there's like a, Eric Swalwell slept with a Chinese names. spy and got reelected. Yeah, I can give you a hundred names. It's, I, I don't think that's the route. Here's where I'm going with this. Look, the pressures of your long-term vision becoming a reality. The pressures of your long-term vision becoming a reality. Everybody goes to sleep at night thinking about somebody as a competitor. Almost if you're competitive, right? Michael went to sleep at night thinking about who? You know, Isaiah. Magic. Isaiah, Bird, yeah. you know, you can go through the list. Second round was who? Then you had mm -hmm. Hakeem, Ewing, Starks, you know, people that got on their skin. Peyton, these, I mean, everybody went to sleep thinking about somebody, right? Okay, who do you think Cena goes to sleep thinking about? I think it's one name. The Rock? The, the rock. rock. I think he thinks about The Rock. I don't think he thinks about Vin Diesel. I think he thinks about The Rock. Because I think John and Rock are more similar than John and Diesel are similar. I put, I put John and uh, 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 The Rock the same. So here's a guy that Cena's been in the shadow of The Rock for a long time. He's Let's the Rock light. No, no, he's been in the shadow. But Cena sitting there saying, dude, I'm a pretty smart guy. And, dude, I, like, I have a better physique. And, and, dude, I got a better looking body. And, dude, I'm, I'm better. He, in his mind, is like, dude, I'm better. I'm check, 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 check. He's and, comparing himself to yeah, The Rock. Yeah, because when Will Smith, when, when Rock went to his managers when he was first coming up, they said, who do you want to be? He said, I want to be Will Smith but bigger. That's what he said. Who said that? The Rock told his management wow. team. He said, I want to be Will Smith, but bigger. I want to be bigger than Will Smith, but I want to be like Will Smith, but bigger. That manager's like, what are you talking about? He said, I just want to be like Will Smith, but bigger. So Cena, you don't think he sits in front of his manager and says what? I want to be dot, 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 but bigger. The guy's a competitive guy. So, okay, manager says, you, you want to be that person? Yes. Here's a game plan. Exactly what you just said. Learn their language. Win mm -hmm. the biggest markets. Do this. Do that. And the, the, the difference between winning or losing China or India, who do you think it is? It's China. So I, I don't know what's going to happen with this guy moving forward. I do know he lost an audience, and it's tough to come back from this. But uh, I think there's more aspirations this guy's got that uh, we don't know about. I don't know what that could be. But I think this guy's got bigger aspirations that we don't know about. It just tells you the power of China, that China still wants to make the world think that Taiwan is their territory. Look mm -hmm. at the power there. Okay. Let's talk about U.S. U.S. new home sale prices fell 5.9% mm. in April after big March gain. Go to page four on real estate. Let's talk a little bit of business here before we go back to other topics that we got. Just okay. more good news for the economy, yes, guys. Yes. U.S. new home sales fell 5.9% in April after a big March gain. This is an AP story. Sales of new homes fell a bigger than expected 5.9%. A drop that analysts blame in part on rising home prices. The median price of a new home sold last month was $372,000, up from 11.4% of March, while the average price of homes sold in April 
was a record 435, 8.7% up from March. It's insane how much this thing's going up. Just a month. This is not a year over year. This is a month. Economists said the declines in part reflected the headwinds presented by surging costs for lumber and supply chain restraint and obtaining such products as new appliances. But analysts said that demand for homes remaining strong, sales should continue to be robust. In the coming months, new home sales fell in every region of the country in April except the West which posted a 7.9% increase. Sales were down 13.7% in the Northeast and fell 8.3% Midwest and 8.2% in South. So everything fell except for mm-hmm. the West. Thoughts? Well, where, where do I come from? Jersey. And where am I now? Florida. Like everybody else. Yeah. They have priced us out. There's no businesses. They're literally not open. They shut us down. I was held political hostage for two years with everybody else to feed the ambitions of of a far-left, tyrannical government. And they've bankrupted people. They have, uh, you know, give you a perfect example, all right? It's not not a lot of money, but give you a perfect example of how stupid, how, how moronic my area of the country is ran. Do you know what it cost me to leave my apartment in Jersey City and then drive out of the state down uh, through Delaware to drive down to Florida? What do you think it cost me to get out of my state? To get out of your state? To leave Jersey. Bridges and tolls. Like a toll, okay, 20 bucks. Okay. You mean just in tolls? And, and what tolls. do you mean? And, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What pay, it cost? Paying for a U-Haul? Just, just tolls, tolls, tolls. 100 bucks. Okay, it was $26. Okay. Do you know what it took me, what the cost was from Delaware to Florida? $26. $2.50. Get out of here. You didn't here. take the turnpike? It was 20, took 95, I took 95 to It leave. was $26 to leave my state, one of the smaller states on the map, $2.50 to go to the rest of the coast. And that's a long drive, by the way. Do you know how much it costs to go over a bridge in New Jersey to go into New York? $18 well, every Chris time you go over. would know the answer to that. That's right. The the, the the bridge master himself. Mm-hmm. The well, He shuts the bridges down, though. He doesn't, you know, he, you don't go over his bridges. Gotcha. The, uh, you know what it costs to, to get on a beach in Jersey? They pay, you have to pay to get on a beach. It's $14 Ridiculous. for the day. They own outside. The bridge is in the air. They own the air. They own the beach. They own your backyard. Why? Every day I was there, every minute I was in Brooklyn and Jersey, I felt like I was failing an idiot test. Every second I stay there, I felt like I was failing an idiot test. Mm. And, it, and it's the worst feeling in the world because the people are the best people on earth. They're hardworking. They're tough. They're good-natured. The food's amazing. The culture's amazing. Half hour to New York, hour to Philly, you got, you got the shore. Everything you ever want is right there, and they, they, they're pricing everybody out. We're leaving. We're three years in a row. Three years in a row, Jersey leaves the country, leads the country in, in ex, expatriates. We're, we're emigrating out. Then mm. In, in uh, Trump's... In Trump's third year, he had a record uh, unemployment, low unemployment, right? I believe it was three and a half percent. Three and a half percent. Do you know what Jersey's? Do you know what Jersey's contribution to that was? Mm -mm. We lost two hundred and fifty thousand jobs. Jersey lost two hundred fifty thousand jobs in 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 the most record employment of all time. Wow. Jersey lost job. We had two hundred fifty thousand more people go on employment. That's Phil Murphy, and he's gonna moonwalk into reelection. So everybody's leaving. It's a hopeless, hopeless, hopeless feeling. Million-dollar homes to pay 17% property taxes. It's insane. What's pro- what? In Bergen County, 17% property taxes? There's no way it's 17%. Look it up. Pro- it's nuts. Kai, pull it up. 17% it's property nuts. taxes. Dude, it's, it, they, they get you. They, they capped it at like Which 3%. County? Which And then so they cap it at 3%, right? Yeah. But what they do is they do a mandatory reevaluation like every three years. Okay. So they'll come up to you. 
and you'll have like a little three bedroom ranch in Bergen County. Yeah. And they'll come up and they'll they'll Bergen do, County. Bergen the, County. Yeah. And they'll they'll say, Congratulations, man, you got a million and a half dollar property. <laughs> this is what your taxes I are. See what you're saying. So and it's good. like, whoa, 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 what? So do you want to buy it for a million and a half? I'll sell it to you. No, no, go ahead. So when they capped it at three percent, all they did is just triple the price of everybody's uh of everybody's homes. It was nuts, man. Two point one eight percent, which is higher than most places. Uh, type in highest property tax in America. Highest property tax in America. Just highest do, just do highest overall tax burden, man. I believe, if I remember correctly, the, the Pew oh, Institute, the Pew Institute did a study, and essentially forty three cents out of every dollar in New Jersey goes to taxes. Forty three out of every dollar earned. So you only New get New Jersey and Illinois have the highest effective property tax in the country. Yeah. Highest property. And by the way, here's what's so funny about and what it. What do you get for it? What, what do you get? You, you get, get we to get, live in Jersey. You get potholes, bro. Like, what do you get? Nothing. Nothing. You want to talk about a scam? Somebody who's running a freaking scam? Somebody who's. The, the, the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey, all right, it's $18 to go through the tolls. It's eighteen dollars. You, you, you've, you've been at the Hudson Tunnel. You've been. You've, it, it's seventeen lanes, twenty cars deep. Eighteen dollars each, twenty four seven, three sixty five. All right, they're telling and they're trying to tell us that that the uh, that 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 the, the transit fund is is bankrupt. They don't have any money. They're pulling in three hundred billion dollars in tolls annually. Oh, no money. Don't know where it went. What? Huh? And nobody can check it because it's a slush fund. It's a slush fund. It's the New York and New Jersey Port Authority. So when you try to do an audit, New York says, oh, Jersey's got the money. Then you try to audit Jersey, you're like, oh, New York's got the money. It, it, where's it going? Into the ether. And everybody's got to go through Easy Pass, which is owned by Xerox. Okay, so what, you, but what, you're, what you're saying right now, what you're saying right now is you're specifically to one area saying that real estate in Northeast, obviously you're not optimistic about it long term, of where no. it's at right now. You're no. not optimistic Especially about it. Especially because the city's going Why away. Why is West doing well? West sales are up real estate. Real estate. West. Real estate is up in the West. By the way, not a small number. It was a high number that the, everything else was down except for the West. It said uh, the West? Uh, uh, you know, new home sales uh, fell in every region of the country in April except the West, which posted a 7.9% increase. Sales were down 13.7% northeast, 8.3% in the Midwest, and 8.2% in, in the south. You don't need cities anymore, Pat. You don't need city infrastructure. What, what do you mean by that? You don't need cities anymore. The, it's an antiquated model now. I mean, think about it. If you, if you are the type of person, if you're a freelancer, if you're a developer, if you're in software, if you're any part of the new gig economy, you don't need to travel into a, a, a hub location, go 80 floors up, work for Goldman, and then you know be there one-on-one -on -one for these meetings. Now, there's always going to be something said for doing business one-on-one -on -one and having these interactions, having these conversations, but there's a lot of deadline-driven jobs now that you can do from anywhere. If you're a software developer, you can do it from Aspen and then go skiing and then you can be in Malibu the next day and do it there. If you have a computer and if you have an internet connection, you can be at work no matter where you are. So why would you pay these taxes for proximity to the city? Now, if enough people do that, let's say even 10% of people are able to, to com digitally commute and digitally work, what does that do to the ecosystem that the entire city is built on? What's that do to the pizzeria that's down the block that services these, these, uh, these buildings? What's that do to the dry cleaners? What's that do to every single other runoff industry, right? What does that do? If you take 12 million people in New York and they say it's, it, it, it bumps up to 15 million during the day and then it's 8 million at night. So New York City doubles between eight, 8 and 8, right? Mm. People coming in, people coming out. What happens if those 8 million stay home? Now you've got the highest real estate in the, in the country. You're paying $32 a square foot. You're already charging $5 a slice. 
What are you going to you going to sell seven dollar pizza? How you make that up? And then you talk about real estate. You got real estate investment trusts. We don't want to get like crazy deep into it, but real estate investment trusts—they're ruining everything. You you have people who can. Why, look, uh, why, why do you say the REITs are ruining are ruining everything? Because there's no disincentive. There's no disincentive to sell. There's no disincentive to adjust your market. So you can sit there and have an empty building. Andy, ten- send, Andy, send the text to Kai. Andy Driscoli, send a text to 310-340-1132. 310-340-1132. Andy sells cars in Bergen County, and he says he's right. Send a text to Kai real quick. We're going to call you up. Go ahead. Keep going. What up, Andy? Yeah, so real estate investment trust, they destroyed New Jersey, right? So these large, massive conglomerates yeah. come in, and they can only rent out half of their half their building okay whatever capacity but they but they rent it out at the top of the market and then people buy into their package of properties that are priced at however many units at that price so they're they're making all of their money in the trust sales so they don't have to actually adjust to the marketplace and lower prices so 8 million so like everybody's leaving new york right now everybody you, you saw the letter from the guy who owns the stand new york is dying blah 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 mm-hmm. so you would assume prices would go down prices have not gone down because they don't have to they don't have to adjust to the market they're, they're making money. They could take the loss, and they're making a ton of money off of, off of selling the trust on the backside. So they, they've, they've literally double insulated themselves. They've cornered the market. What do, what do you think about that? What do you think about what he's saying, and what do you think about what we just read about with real estate sales? Um, well, number one, first and foremost, Gerard. You're gonna be okay, bro. No, I just want you to know that you're 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 you're, you're fired up about New Jersey. We want to take the tea. It's time for the tea to go into the harbor, baby. Yeah. Tea to harbor time. Ger- Gerard is on one right now, and if I lived in New Jersey over the last two years, I'd probably be upset like him as well. But I've been living in Florida and in Texas, so I got a little perkier demeanor than our friend Gerard. <laughs> Gerard, right here, things are gonna be okay. The sweet days of freedom. Yeah, exactly. You're down in Florida now. Let, let the New Jersey keep Jersey in Jersey. I've noticed that everyone let, down let there. The South, let, the <laughs> let the boy leave Jersey. Let the boy leave Jersey. Let the boy leave Jersey. So gotcha. tell us. I, I mean, I, 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 we were talking about new home sales. I, yes. I assume we, we 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 basically just discovered everything we need to know about New Jersey in the last twenty seconds. Um, I think you just so, gave me a nosebleed. You all right, bro? <laughs> you're gonna be okay. You're in Florida yeah. now. It's go. We're, you got you're tissue. Be, uh, you bring some tissue for our body here. Yeah, go, I, keep I, going. I, I'm I listening. Blew, to I blew you. an aneurysm. Throw it. Throw it. Come on, we can catch. Oh, Edelman. We got athletes over here. Um, I don't even remember what the hell the topic was. What I, what I will say is that if you missed the boat on buying a house, just pump the brakes. You don't need to buy right now, okay? This is like basically trying to get in on Bitcoin at 60, and then uh, six months later you find out that Bitcoin's at 35 or 40. If you missed the boat on trying to buy a house in most of the country, just pump the brakes and rent, okay? On the flip side, commercial real estate might be a great place to, to look into because commercial play, uh Commercial buildings are empty right now, so great time to look into commercial real estate look, for, 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 for deals for residential for deals for residential. Yeah. It is a seller's market. Agree? Yeah. What I for disagree is that you think it's it's a bubble that's going to come back for, down. I don't think it is for commercial. It you is don't a think it's going to come back down? I don't. You look don't at, think price is going to come back down? Look, look at the look at the price yeah, of the way, lumber. Look at the price of materials. There's a part of what he's saying that he's not wrong. The part that you may have somebody opposing argument to you is the fact that rates are going to go up. Absolutely. When the rates do go up, the mm-hmm. only difference that's going to happen is the fact that your payment's going to be a lot higher. So rather than paying three grand for a mortgage payment, you're gonna, you may be paying 4500 bucks, 4200 bucks. You may even end up paying $6,000 a month for the, you know, some kind of a loan you're getting. But there's a big argument right now being made that prices are not going to be going down. And there's, I'm sure there's yeah, a big a argument lot. that prices are going to go down. 
You're right, but but I'm not a realtor, so I'm not even yeah. a realtor that's saying this to you. What I'm saying to you is there's an argument right now being but made I, on I this side. I guarantee you our realtor friends are telling us it's a great time to buy They're right They're going to tell you that you because the that's, that's are, what they do. are saying it's a great time Andy, to I'm buy. Andy, I'm calling you. I'm calling just, you. Just like the stock market enthusiasts are telling you it's a great time to invest in the market. Andy, pay your phone bill, buddy. <laughs> I can't. Andy, I He's swear got to property God, taxes. Phone, he can't He's in New Jersey. This is what I'm talking about. 18 months as a political hostage. <laughs> they shut him down. He's paying $18 this, tolls. This is the, the arrogance. The arrogance of the left over mate, here. Just mate. like, ah, oh, you didn't build that. Okay, he just paid Andy. his phone bill. Andy, how you doing, Andy? Andy, fine and dandy. <laughs> so, Andy. Good, how are you? How good, are you? man. So, you selling cars. What kind of cars are you selling in Jersey? We sell Jeep Chrysler Dodge and Ram. Hey, awesome. man, I got myself a Jeep Compass, bro. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Route 18 Jeep did a good job. They must be your competitors. Yeah, definitely. So, so, so you, you, heard, you heard Gerard say a bunch of things about Bergen, Bergen County. What can yeah. you tell us about what's going on in Jersey, and why are you still there? Well, here's what I'll tell you. It's, it's, a, it's a great answer, actually. I'm not living in Bergen County. Okay. I work in Bergen County. Commute from Pennsylvania, Valley, New York. Okay. I commute forty-five minutes to get there. Interesting. We don't know why, but in the last year, yeah. for some reason, COVID hit, and all of a sudden, we're selling more cars for higher prices than ever before. Obviously, supply and demand. Used cars, that. used cars. But it's called a stimulus check. People are begging to pay over MSRP. It's an affluent area, so. Me trying to buy a home closer to work has been a fail because of what everything he's saying. He's exactly right. Can you can you unpack that? What do you mean by that? You've had a hard time buying a, a home because because what? Because oh, everybody's yeah. overbidding because people are willing to pay more. Yeah, I wouldn't even look on the Jersey line. My whole family's from Jersey. Uh, my father, you know, moved to New York 20, 30 years ago, rather. Um, and, 36 years ago but um yeah i wouldn't even look on the other side of the jersey line because i already know the taxes it's expensive you know looking in a 40 50 mile radius because i'm already commuting 45 50 miles to work from new york Jeez. is a better bet than buying a pretty house wild anywhere in can jersey. you think about that it's now like andy let me ask you this and i'm gonna you can chime in as well once he's done why are people staying in jersey or are there a lot of conversations maybe you're having with your family where people are saying, look, Andy, we're thinking about leaving this place, and they're saying we may move to dot, dot, dot. So why aren't people leaving? And if they are, where are they looking at? Most of my family, you know, older aunts, uncles, you know, grandpas, yeah. they all they already moved to Florida. They already you moved know, to that, Florida. Got my it. My dad just went to Florida to visit his sister, and that's what happens, you know, every few there six you go. months. Those are the so. retirees, but that's nothing new. Exactly. Old people right. moving to Florida You're is right. not breaking news. But yeah, young no, people no, it is, and, and I is different. You know, well, now they're charging us to leave. So, $18. So now what's happening is as far as who's, who's not leaving and why they're not leaving, um, mainly I would say that because the people that are either – Renting homes have kicked their rentees out to then sell the home for an overpriced, you know, an overpriced value, or vice versa. The people that were living in their homes can now rent them or split them up and rent them because prices are so high that now it becomes a secondary or a third, you know, income. So why leave if you own a home and you can sell it for more or rent it out rather? Um, it, there's so much money being made in the in the 
like you always say, I listen to you guys all the time. There's more real estate agents than homes. I mean, it's it's absolutely just ridiculous. And and the housing market and the car market and what's been going on, especially in that area, it's just a proof of that. It's just proof. People are literally paying more than ever before. We're making the same amount and more record selling months, month after month after month on less units. Because of the you know supply demand and the dude, they're, they're doing this on purpose, Andy. They're doing this. This oh, is a plan. I, oh, I, I Patrick said it. You said it before. <laughs> if the government wants the market to move in a direction, it has ways they of can doing do it. Based right? on taxes and regulations. How many times in the last two years have you heard "build back better, build back better, build back better"? You will own nothing and be happy. Yeah. You will Davos, right? The, the, Bill De Blasio has said his biggest regret is allowing private property in Manhattan. He thinks the government should be the real estate agent of New York. Pull up uh, affordable housing. Kai, if you can, pull up the map of affordable housing in Manhattan. Pull up the map of government-assistant housing in Manhattan. It's the entire island. The entire island has some sort of subsidized housing. Well, we all know in New York the rent is too damn high. It is, and why? And why? That's the problem. Why? The entire island is affordable housing. The entire island is subsidized housing. That's all government subsidized property right there. That's guaranteed money. Okay? So when I go back to the REITs, they got guaranteed Section 8 housing. That's paid up front by the government to the real estate. All right? Up to whatever market value is. So there's no incentive if people leave to lower the rates. They set the price, the government pays the price, and then the rest of the building is empty, and they use those units to sell on, as part of, their, as part of their, their REIT package. So the, the middle guy in the middle, the everyday person, we're a schmuck. And why, do you, why don't you leave? Why, why doesn't anybody leave anywhere? Like, why, why are people still living in Afghanistan? Like, I don't know, man, like, this home. It's home. You don't wanna leave your home. Are you too good for your home? No. I, I, Go you, to your you home. don't you yeah. don't want to leave your home, bro. It's comfort. It's comfort. It's and lifestyle. That, it's tradition. I just want to get my my you know thirty seconds of fame and thank you guys because I want to tell you this, this is very important to me. I've been listening to you, Adam, everyone on the show for the last six months. I worked all the way through the pandemic at the dealership. Right now, instead of buying a home, the last hundred and twenty days I've been doing as much research as possible into crypto, into investing, making sure that I have my money away for that. When, when Adam, I agree, the market does dip, that's when I'm going to capture some sort of deal. But I am definitely not buying a house anytime soon. Smart not man, Andy. Market. I well, can't pay over a man. sticker. I just don't see it. Save well, that much money, love Andy. to you, man. Much love to you. We're, we're glad we had you on, buddy. Take care of yourself. Good having you on. Take Thanks, care. Bye-bye, bye-bye. All right, there you go. Good. So another Jersey story right there. Good of guy right person. there. Yeah, to hear what's said. Yeah. That's Jersey folks for you. That's Jersey folks for you. By the but way, here's what's crazy. But, but, can you pull up the picture about Chicago? Can you pull up the picture about Chicago? Because that's one of the markets where real estate's not doing good. I want to show what you texted us today. Yeah. Okay, the, the image of that. While he's doing that, go ahead and give your thoughts on Jersey. But real quick, it's not a Jersey-specific story. Why did you leave California? Why did Elon Musk leave California? Why did Joe Rogan leave California? This is not specific to Jersey. This this is a There's no corruption on the coast we, problem we, here. We never talk Jersey until you're here because yeah, we've been Jersey's talking about close California, to We've been talking about California, New York. We haven't now. talked about Jersey. And it's not even – Kai, pull, pull this up real quick. Pull this up real quick. Go to the image. Uh, right, right there. Make it a little bit bigger so people can see it. And, and, Sam, let's flip on that, please, so they can see this. 
This is uh, not 16 hours ago, but this is yesterday. This is Gerard sending this to us from Chicago Police Department. The new foot pursuit policy scheduled to become effective June 11th is designed to keep both officers and members of the public safe and balances the risk of engaging in a pursuit with the need to apprehend the individual. Details in the press release. CPD foot pursuit policy. CPD, Chicago Police Department. For the first time in Chicago, there's a formal policy that includes the following provisions. Department members are required to balance the risk of engaging in pursuit with the need to apprehend the subject. Officers and supervisors will not be disciplined for deciding not to engage or continue a foot pursuit or for instructing that a foot pursuit be discontinued based on a reasonable assessment of an incident. Let me read that one more time to you. Officers, cops, and supervisors will not be disciplined, hence punished, hence fired, hence written up for deciding not to engage or continue a foot pursuit, meaning if there's a crime, they will not be punished if they don't continue and pursue the individual for instructing that a foot pursuit be discontinued based on a reasonable assessment of an incident. There will be specific prohibitions to uh, uh, foot pursuit. CBT will not pursue for an offense is less than a class A misdemeanor. Traffic offenses do not disregard, endanger the safety of others. If the immediate need to apprehend the subject is not worth the risk to responding officers, the uh, public or the subject, officers will not intentionally provoke flight to justify a pursuit, mandates the after-action review by CPD, Chicago Police Department, of foot pursuits. How do you read this? When you read this, what does this mean to you? What does it mean to me? Yes. It means Chicago's playing by GTA rules. It's GTA 6 Chicago. You punch somebody and you run and they can't chase you. What cop in the world would chase you? So let me get this straight. If I don't chase the guy, I face no discipline. But if I do chase the guy, I have a mandatory after-action review. (laughs) That's what we call disincentive. So what's a Class A misdemeanor? Aggravated assault, battery, domestic battery, criminal battery. Okay, cool. So this guy could steal your car in front of you. And you could be like, "Uh, officer, he's stealing my car. And the officer's like, yeah, but he's driving away. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, uh, this guy's robbing my store. You think uh, you think you can do something? Uh, has he started running yet? Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, we'll I'll write a report. Uh, this is insanity. It's insanity. This is crazy. How long before this gets changed? Because you know a lot of these states, they come out with this defund the police, and the next thing you know, six. The other day, this guy's talking about defunding the police, okay? While he's doing, I don't know if you saw this or not. While he's doing an interview, He's a, uh, uh, what do you call it, one of these Correspondent, uh, correspondents. He's in the streets. Yeah. He's doing an interview. Well, you know, the whole idea about the city trying to be more responsible with defunding the police. In the background, you hear, ta, 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 ta. And you hear the guy saying, hey, call the cops, call the cops. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? It's oh, caught on national no, that, television. That was uh, Minneapolis. That was at the George. I, I know exactly yeah, what that is. So that was the like, George Floyd. Hey, hey, this was, it's like this. Like this yes. So how long do you think this is even going to last? I'd love to ask. How long is I this would love idea going to ask, gonna last? I would love nothing more than to ask Mayor Lori Lightfoot, but uh, not being a person of color, I'm not allowed to. She's only taking interviews from people of color, so maybe you can get her on the podcast, Pat, and ask her, like, hey, so um, you think it's a good thing to apprehend criminals or what, not? What not are really? the chances? If you were to play uh, Vegas and if you were to gamble, what are the chances of the mayor wanting to come and be a guest on Vitamin? Uh, about the same chances of her waking up one day and not looking like Sid the Sloth. Got it. So that's uh, that's uh, you know, by the way, it's creating content for you know uh, uh, when he does uh, stand up. But yeah. if, if you're listening to this and you're watching a podcast, if you're from Chicago. And you didn't know about this, and you just read this. What is your reaction to this? If you're from Chicago, you're hearing this. Adam, what are your thoughts on this? 
So who would implement a law like this? Is this actually the... This is the this fourth is the largest CPD? city in America. No, I'm Two saying, the, is it the Chicago Police Department that sits down and says, look, we got to make some changes Oh, you're saying who here. came up with the idea? Yeah, who come up? Uh, I assume they had a voice in this. Of course. I assume they had a sit down and said, guys, what can we yeah. do better? Is it? I don't know if this is... This isn't the mayor saying you guys should do this. This is Chicago Police Department. This is coming from the top down. I don't know. This this just screams de-escalate the police, something that I've been talking about for a while. Defund the police is a horrible slogan. It so you're actually votes. for this. You I'm think... not for this, but I am in favor of de-escalating How do you do dangerous that? interactions How with do you the do police. That? So what, what is an example of a Class A misdemeanor? Includes aggravated, aggravated assault, assault, battery, domestic battery, battery criminal battery, and other, amongst others. I think, I think ultimately what I'm reading from this, if there's some bullshit crime going on, I don't know... You know how your bad car is getting stolen. It's a, it's a pickpocket. It's a it's a car your car's stolen. going stolen. Yeah, it's bullshit. Right, we don't it's need a, a high, we don't need a high speed. Let's not chase police them down. Chase. Why? It's only yeah. forty grand. It's only a hundred thousand. Somebody's car. throwing a Molotov cocktail in their store we'll doing a riot. There's we'll, bigger things in life we'll than a hundred thousand dollar car. Take I do it. agree. I do agree. Somebody's, there's bigger things in life than so a car. So let the guy steal your car. Yeah. I'm not saying why not. We'll get the helicopter. They'll come over. They'll fly over. They'll find the guy. Somebody's taking a bat to a school bus. Wow, buddy, it's fine. This is coming from a guy Chicago, who's a minimalist. Don't want to bother have, the, the criminal. If you stole my bike, we got an issue now. You stole my bike, we now we have an issue. I'm so chasing if, if somebody down. steals your bike, you want the cops to chase well, them down. Well, I'm chasing but that's down. a great point, though. I'm chasing that's what's going to happen, especially in Chicago. Yeah. They're, they're going to look at the cop and they're going to be like, you're going to do something? Be like, I don't know, buddy. And it's going to be vigilante look, bullshit. I don't know I don't know exactly what's going on in Chicago. What I do know is that it's constantly referred to as Chirac. <laughs> and some shit needs to be changed there. So whatever they've been doing. A lot of friends in Chicago. Whatever they've been doing. Bro, uh, it needs to be changed. I, I, have one, I have one friend in Chicago. His name is Matt Zapala. I think you just put him on the streets. He'll clean that thing up in an instant. There is a very popular show that tracks Detroit and Chicago criminals called First 48. Mm. And the whole premise of the show is that if you don't catch somebody within the first 48 hours, you don't catch them. It's in Miami, too. They gone, boy. Yeah. So now, not only do you not catch him in the first 48, you got to give him a head start. Bro, like, but, but that show is solving murders, not someone who pickpocketed you, okay? Bro, what about the- First 48, they're not like, today we had a pickpocket incident uh, on the down streets of Chicago. We've got all the detectives this is on like, the scene. This is they're like going to find the out people, who stole this guy's the wallet. Dude, this is just like, shit about this that. Is just like the people- Find out who committed the murder. This is just find like out, the people on find Twitter. Find out the serious crimes. The people on Twitter, when that guy in D.C. died, when those two girls were trying to steal his car, they were like, why didn't he just let him take the car? He died. It was his fault. I was like, what? You blaming the victim for his own death? By the, he was by, getting by, by, the way, by the way, by the way, you know, you know what's the problem with this with me? Mm. Okay, what is the basic foundation of capitalism? What is the basic foundation of free enterprise? It's what is the P word? What's the basic personal property? Property. Yeah. Property. Okay, and property back in the days when people who of powerful people tax, you know. Uh, government would show up and say, this is officially mine. You no longer have this place. It's mine. They bullied you off the streets and you're left and nobody could say anything about it, right? You mean to tell me that car is someone's property. Somebody comes and takes it and cops are not going to protect the person that owns that property. That car is someone's property. It's someone owns that. Someone's paying the bill for that. The moment I lose the safety net of making sure Somebody can't just come and take my property. What the hell am I thinking about? Look, years ago, I uh, bought a book. And I went in this whole uh, uh, books I was buying about how to start a country, okay? And uh, uh, one of the books was for, you know, adults. Another one was for kids. I had my kids read this book, How to Build Your Own Country, How to Start Your Own Country. And you know what the most basic foundation of a country was? You know what's the first thing? 
when families back in the days were thinking about going to another country to raise their kids and family, you know what's the first thing they thought about? Was what? The S word. What's the S word? Security. Security. It's the first thing they're thinking about is security. When you don't have kids, you don't think security. When you have kids, you think security. One night, Jennifer and I are living in this place in Northridge off of Encino Boulevard. She would remember this. One day, I park my uh, Range Rover outside, not a gated community. I go to sleep. Never owned a gun before. I mean, I was in the military. I had M16. I had saws. I had all this other stuff that was in my... Go to sleep. Wake up in the morning. I'm going to work. Windows shattered. They took my backpack. They took my stereo system, and they took a... You know what? First thing I did is I went to a gun store. I bought a Glock. I bought a shotgun. Came back. I told the guys, we're not living here anymore. I went to a local gated community near a safe place, and I moved into that place simply because of security. I travel a lot. I don't want my family to be unsafe when I'm on the road doing mm-hmm. other things at the time, right? Okay. This doesn't scream security. This, a mother of four is sitting there saying, what if they take my car and my daughter is in there, my kids are in there, and somebody is in there. What if my son? There's no security there. There's an element of this where the government's not doing their job to protect the family. If there is certain things we pay taxes for, if there are certain things we pay taxes for, right? One of the things we pay taxes for is to offer me what? Security. This is a scary thought what they're doing. And what's funny about this is I don't think this is going to last a long time. I give this 6 to 12 months, and I think the people in Chicago are going to flip out, and they're going to notice either an exit is taking place or – they're going to get rowdy, and once people get rowdy, people are going to change their positions. This is not something that's going to work. No one's going to go model after this. But if you model after this, it's another. You, you think you're hearing exodus in New Jersey or New York or yeah. California? You're about to hear a different exodus from city. You don't. By the way, you don't hear during the pandemic. One city didn't get a lot of shot taken at them. It's Chicago. Chicago is kind of under the radar. Chicago gets the shot at what? Number one in homicide, number one in shooting, number one in all this stuff that they've been leading for. How long now? Yeah, forever. Forever, right? Chirac. But Chirac. But I think this um, could really piss off the wrong people. This is 24 hours ago. So, that right. they announced this, this, this put on, is. Put on your other hat. Just, just real why, why are they doing this? I'll tell you why. That's where I was going with this. This screams from, from a guy who, who was in uh, um, an administration. This screams political bullshit. This screams, to me, setting the groundwork for her in a year from now being able to grandstand on lower crime rates. There's I, I reduced crime and blah, blah, blah. Look, look at crime. Crime was X, and now it's 20% lower. It's not 20% lower. You're catching 20% less people. People are stopping. They're not calling the cops yeah. on things. You're disincentives. All, all you're doing is you're disincentivizing people to work within <laughs> the system. I'll tell you something else too. I call this. I call this over there progressives. That that's who I, I call this. These are over there progressives. They're very very progressive over there. Like oh yeah, you you know people are impoverished. You hear it in New York all the time now. People are impoverished if they if sex work is real work. If if she wants to be a prostitute, let her be a prostitute. Then yeah yeah, as long as it's over there. But if prostitutes start walking down your block, all of a sudden you're going to be like, well, we're probably, we don't need prostitution in my town. Oh, you know, that's something for New York. That's that's something for the progressives. Yeah, let, 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 let them have all the drugs they want and the prostitution over there. I'm very progressive. But then they go to their home, which is all white and gated. 
You know what I'm saying? Like this is this goes back to what I was talking about with you the other day, where people, you know, all, all, all these, you know, especially these rich white liberals bother me, man, because they they sit here and they they treat other people like they're pets, like they're like they're plants that need to be watered. Like if it wasn't for us, how could these people possibly survive? You know, and then they're the ones who put their windows up when somebody else comes by. They're over there progressives. They're the worst human beings on earth, man. And this is the type of stuff where they're like, oh no, let them, you know, let let, let them get away with it. But then let that happen to them. Them and see the shit that they would do. Let them have. Let this come to their block in the suburb, twenty miles outside the city, and let them let, watch how quickly they'd be at the town meeting. Awkward you were going to say something. Are you no, you yeah. sounded like you're going to say something. You so don't I'm think prostitutes you. are in nice neighborhoods too? They just do it a different way. They're not. They're I don't not. Think, they're I don't not think slaying they're... a pussy on the block. They're, yeah, which which they're, they're, which they're dressing up a little nicer and I'm they're being sure, a little classier. I'm sure you Things can. Happen, I'm, like, you don't think in, I'm sure you, you can do a Boca, tutorial on it. You don't, you don't think in Boca that there's some high classier ladies of the night that are just kind of doing their thing? How does one come to acquire this knowledge, Adam? I mean, you, you, when you moved here from Jersey, you'll, I'm sure you've been here two weeks. I'm sure you've been approached. You dress nice. You dress in your, you, you roll up in your nice Yeah, uh, yeah, Jeep. yeah. They see you. I, 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 I you look like up, I'm in the market. You show up in a, in a anybody Maserati here, Anybody a here from Chicago, former PD, anybody that's on with us as Chicago, former PD, I just got a bunch of comments. Josh is, I know he's from Chicago, but I'm looking at seeing if somebody is a, uh, I saw Josh's comment. Josh Matt from Chicago. Sopala. Cops can't do anything. No, former PD. Oh, former They've PD. had a terrible time during the past. Uh, sad stories. Liberal governor, governors and still trending. Uh, Marvin just gave 100 bucks. Holly says, uh, Pat, CP, CPD, Chicago Police Department, National Guard, at times are all over the streets of Chicago, especially on the south side. Yeah. But they are very selective on who they charge. Not every major crime makes the news. It's very easy to buy off the adrenaline. The adrenal, uh, adrenal, uh, 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 for protection. It's, uh, it's yeah. They're out there looking for maga hats and nooses and subway sandwiches. You know they got to keep the oh, they got to keep smolier. the streets. They got to keep the the streets. Smolier. Shout out to Juicy, Juicy, <laughs> Smolier. That's a that's a that's a different story right there on on what's going on there. Yeah, you know I I you asked the question. You said flip it. What mm-hmm. were you gonna say? Flip it as what? Flip it as why, why would, would they, they do something like this? Yeah, because it's the level of sensitivity. Like they're so worried about walking on eggshells, offending the wrong person. So they're doing something like this so they don't get the harassment charges and the you know people online talking mm-hmm. about what's going on. Like right now, here's here's one thing I can't stand that's happening in the NBA. Oh my gosh, it's driving me nuts. So Kyrie Irving goes to Boston, and he said, "Well, the people here are just I can't say it's just the people here. You know, it's just it's just." Everybody's a professional victim right now. And then uh, Russell Westbrook gets it, he gets pissed off, fan throws uh, popcorns at him. Okay, I get it. Fan threw popcorn at him. I would I would lose my mind if that were to happen. I'm an athlete. Like he lost it. I showed the video yeah, yesterday. I'm like, of insane. course. What the hell are you doing throwing popcorns at the guy? There ought to be a reaction to it. 100% opportunity automatically. LeBron jumps in, you know, race baiting. Hey, protecting this. It's the cities you're playing in. It's the cities. It's Philadelphia. It's Boston. It's this. Knock it off, man. You're just dividing this thing more and more. You're adding fuel to the fire even more than what we already have right now. So It happened in Philly. Philly threw batteries at Santa Claus. They get mad about freaking popcorn. Philly fans. They gave are, a standing ovation most... to Michael Irvin when he broke his. Neck. Yeah. By, by the way, exactly. By the, They're what's the, most the city? Disrespectful what's people the on city? Earth? Bill Burr went on where he trashed them for twenty. Philadelphia. Yeah, there you the go. Worst. So, so the point is, listen. If you you You're can handle about, it, handle it. You can't handle it. Don't we're handle it. Talking about popcorn. 
Popcorn? Yeah. We're getting mad about so, popcorn this, now? This, but anyways, goes back to, anyway. this, is, this goes back to what I was talking to you last night, man. I am so freaking sick and tired of the repentant rich. I like I'm so if I gotta hear that freaking that 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 ginger nerd from the from across the pond cry one more freaking time about how hard his freaking life is, uh Prince Harry and Prince uh, the princess uh, there, uh Meghan, Meghan Markle. If you're a billionaire literal prince and princess and, and you can't be happy, the rest of us should just kill ourselves. Like seriously, like what what I, like, why are we doing this? If that, if they can't be happy, what the hell are the rest of us even doing? Shut up and buy a jet ski. Like, shut up. Like, do something. Like, go good. Like, my God, Almighty. Are you, you going to take your Meghan Markle poster down, or are you going to keep it up? She's a this? babe. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, just do? shut up. If I got to hear LeBron James complain one more time, LeBron James sent out a tweet. He just don't get it, bro. He surrounds himself with bad people, man. He, he, he's got too oh, much. You think he's changing? He's got too much you Minister Farrakhan in his life, bro. Hell yeah, dude. He, he, the the great minister is as deep inside of, of LeBron, man. And this is a dude talking about privilege, bro. You were born six foot eight, 250 pounds. You might be the single most athletic human being to ever walk the face of the earth. Some would say you were born with privileges. Some would say somebody, he he had a rough goal. He had a, he did. He had a rough goal of it growing up for like 11 years before he became a millionaire. Like, the dude that was an AAU millionaire at 14 years old, he's been a, a millionaire for longer than he wasn't. This guy is the very embodiment of, and, and the thing that bothers me probably more than anything else about the repentant rich is they act like they somehow were good enough to beat the system, but nobody else is. Nobody, like like AOC, when she goes on her her, her tirades about how the, the system was set up so that people would, you're 30. You're 30 and you're a member of Congress. You are the very proof of what this country offers. You are the walking example of the beauty of our system. Shut your freaking mouth, you morons. They're so invested in, 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 in the profitability of victimhood that if I got it, Leo, you know, I love his movies, but he, like you said, they get on the Oscars, and here you are, you're the most beautiful people on earth, making the most money you could imagine, doing a job that we all want to do, right? Think about how easy it is to be an actor. You yeah. don't have to write your own words. Somebody else writes their words, and then they have to memorize the words somebody else wrote, and they're not even good at it, so they have to have a director to tell them now how to do it 20 times, and then they get a reward for it. It's like a puppy. Sit, sit. Oh, you sat down. Yeah, here's a cookie. That's what actors are. You know what I'm saying? And we got to sit here and we got to look. Well, you know, uh, we're, we're destroying the world. We? What's this we bullshit? I took the train this morning, Leo. You took a private jet. You. Say you. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. I'm going on again. But Keep going, bro. Nah, you're you're on on. There's, a, there's a lot of truth behind By the way, you know, there was an interview with Denzel and the guy's talking about, you know, uh, uh, how hard life is as an actor. He says, our job is not hard. We are the luckiest people alive. We don't have a hard mm -hmm. job. So let me tell you, when I started working, I was a trash guy. That's what Denzel used to do. He was a trash man. From the Bronx. what he did. Yeah. He used to go pick up trash is what he did. And the guy's like, Larry King's like, you're kidding me? He says, no, that's what I did. He says, you know, my first job was, and then they were talking about who they were and what they did at one point. He says, what I do for a living making movies, this is a joke. This is not work. When I hear other actors complain about the fact that we have such a hard job, we don't have a hard job. We don't have something challenging that we're facing here. And this is coming from who? Denzel, maybe one of the most liked actors out there by, on both sides. And he kind of keeps it to himself because he knows if he says anything politically. One time a guy asked him a question. He says, so 
who did you vote for? Have you seen his response to that when they said so? No. So Denzel, uh, did you vote? I did. Who did you vote for? And he pauses for two seconds. None of your damn business. Really? He said, none of your damn business, Denzel said. And you see people saying, oh, okay, I'm just wondering. People want to know. No, people don't want to know. It's none of your damn business who yeah. I voted for. But I voted for somebody. They don't want to know. They want to judge. Of course, yeah. because I mean, if a Hollywood actor tells you none of your damn business, who do they vote for? Mm-hmm. You just have to know what that means. I don't know if you understand. Yeah. You told the world who yeah. you voted yeah. for. You voted for whoever your party, your community wouldn't be happy about. Mm. Hence, you don't see you know, some of these guys like Denzel getting as much of the spotlight. And Denzel is Denzel. He gets the spotlight, but not at the levels that some of the other guys do. But anyways, I know you're a diehard uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 Leo fan, and I know you're a big Merkel fan, and I know you're a big fan of those <laughs> yeah. guys, so we, I'm glad you were able to share your love Megan, with the rest of the audience. if you're listening, yeah. we apologize. Everything's going to be And if, if, you know, if it doesn't work out with... The Prince, yeah. Gerard Michaels is yeah. single. He's yeah. got. A, he's he got. Is a, true. Yeah, he has singles, and Come, he's single. And hey, you know what? If you're with that Prince and he don't bench 400 pounds, you're single to me anyway, baby. That's a big deal. What you a bench line. 400. What that's, a that's, line that'll right get you a there. Okay, so let's talk about uh, Tesla and their one million trucks that they've already sold. Go to page two. Go to page two. Page two. Check this out, folks. Tesla has over 1 million Cybertruck reservations, unofficial te- uh, tally says Fox Business. An ongoing unofficial crowdsourced tally managed by Celsa fan, Tesla, uh, Tesla fans estimates that over 1 million people have put down the $100. <laughs> He's one right. of them. Kai, pull refundable. Up a fully, fully for pickup. <laughs> Less than a week <laughs> after the Cybertruck's reveal in November 2019, Lamos claimed that the company had received 250,000 reservations. Musk said that he estimates output by Cybertruck's Texas factory will be a quarter million to 300,000 annually. The first Cybertruck deliveries are scheduled to happen in the end of 2021, according to Musk. But high-volume production won't begin until next year. The starting price for the pickup was $39,900 for a rear-wheel drive model but that configuration won't be available until 2022 the tally suggests that just seven and a half percent of the reservation holders have chosen it while the forty nine thousand nine hundred dollars and the sixty nine thousand nine hundred dollar dual and tri-motor models currently make up 48 percent and 44 and a half percent of the mix respectively a million orders that's insane what is a million times forty thousand dollars kai and you're one of them i'm one of them. from what i understand i'm one of them yeah I I, uh, I I only need uh, about another hundred ninety nine thousand uh, nine hundred ninety nine to go, and I got it. But I got my I got the, I forty got billion. Reserve, it's forty billion right there. You got to buy a ticket. Forty billion dollars. Forty billion okay. right there. If there they only bought it at the model thirty nine thousand yeah. dollars, okay. If they buy it at the fifty, that's fifty billion. You're talking about a fifty billion dollar check right there, okay. Fifty billion dollar check right there too. So, Imagine if Elon Musk was good at business. <laughs> Gerard, I know that you're one of the guys who yes. put down a hundred bucks. Yep. Refundable. 100, yep. Walk us through your process. How you, your mindset? Honestly, right man, I'm just a massive Elon Musk fan, and uh, you know, I support. Uh, you know, he supports me culturally, and I support him financially. That, that's the. You're trade-off. not mad at him about all the crypto ups and downs no, that he's done over he the put, last he month. No, he put he put Bitcoin on sale for me, man. <laughs> like I'm not mad at him at all. Anybody who's really into crypto is anybody who's actually been doing this for a long time. We've we've become. You know, you cannot kill that which is already dead. We've become numb to the dips, brother. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we don't panic and sell anymore. We look at a big dip like this and we say, ooh, it's on sale. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm try- I was trying to get Sam to-, to give me next week's check early this week so I can go blow it all on uh, on Bitcoin. But, uh, 
I, I don't think I don't think Jen signed off on that. But the <laughs> she didn't sign off on that. I don't that? think she signed off on that. Well, it yeah. leads me to my next topic. Uh, we might need to renegotiate my contract <laughs> over here, mother. Like I heard that you did do pretty well. This I week. don't. Adam Adam somehow does a um, uh, an impression on me that makes me sound like I am a 65 year old black lady from the <laughs> south. So I do appreciate I you that. So, so you're Lori Lightfoot. When's, yeah, yeah. when's the last time you? Did I'm, I'm looking at you and him when's at the, the last same time. Stand up. Uh, 2017. Oh, you haven't done since 2017. Yeah. I told him I'd get him five last night. He, he was too good for the room, bro. No he was too that good for the room. That room was a shit show. It was a shit show. I would not want to do that room. I would do this was a. Uh, they, this was a. The, the, the bigger thing is when's the next. It was time great. These guys came out. You're gonna do stand up. You're the professional, and no, no one's ever paid me to. No, we got to do events. We got to do events. That's a different story. The, the big thing is you got to ask your people when do they want to see a live recording of the podcast. Yeah, and that's true. the big thing. Yeah, who would want to see a live recording of the podcast? I have a feeling, you know, we got some ideas that's going to be launched here pretty soon that they'll know about. But uh, 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 but uh, we we may do something here. I mean, obviously, we're working on a couple of big projects. When it does happen, mm -hmm. we'll announce it to them. And hopefully, we will do something, maybe a live podcast here soon. So other stories we got going on here before we wrap up. Before we wrap up, let me see which one I want to go to. Do you guys have any one of them you want to go to? Pick one of them. Uh, Amazon is acquiring MGM. Let's go with that one right mm -hmm. there. Okay, Amazon is acquiring MGM, the studio behind James Bond and Rocky, for $8.45 billion. This is a business insider story. They said on Wednesday that it would buy Hollywood Giant MGM, uh, Hollywood Giant MGM for 4.8.45. Amazon acquisition of MGM Studio could mean a big expansion of Amazon's prime streaming inventory to include MGM's big name movies and TV shows. These include the James Bond, Rocky, Creed, Pink Panther franchise, that's big for Adam. I know you're a Pink Panther guy. Alongside Pink Panther. Legally Blonde, A Star is Born. Uh, its TV shows include Handmaid's Tale, Fargo, Shark Tank, Real Housewives. The real finance value behind this deal is the treasure trove of IP in the deep catalog that we plan to reimagine and develop together with MGM's talented team. Mike Hopkins, Senior Vice President of Prime Video and Amazon Studios, said in a press release, the sale of Amazon is a stunning the sale to Amazon is a stunning fi finale for a studio brand that a decade ago was deeply in debt. MGM sold to Sony and a group of investors, including private equity firm Providence Equity, for $3 billion plus $1.9 billion in debt back in 2004. Not bad for MGM, mm -hmm. but also a big play for mm -hmm. Amazon. So what's Amazon doing with this? Are they planning on competing and going directly with Netflix, is this a Disney competing, thing? What are, yeah. what are they doing? What do they want to do? It's exactly what they want to do. Is it a takeover? Is it competing? Well, mm -hmm. don't forget. Amazon, if you Kai, go to this website real quick. R-E-L-E-N-T-E-S-S.com. Relentless.com. My favorite part of that is that you didn't think Kai knew how to spell relentless. He's he struggling. Where does that lead you to? Amazon.com. I'll set it before and I said it again. Relentless.com will take your ass right to Amazon.com. They have no intention of stopping. There's another story on here that they're basically competing with CVS and Walgreens because they're opening up pharmacies. Yeah. They're coming after movies. They're coming after pharmacies. They're coming after anchor stores in the mall. They are coming after every single thing out there. Jeff Bezos just bought a, what, a $500 million yacht? The, yeah. Like the, the, the money is nonstop relentless. So now let's talk about this MGM play. Are they going to try to compete with Netflix? You betcha. Are they going to try to compete with Disney Plus? You betcha. Also in the news, you got Warner Media and Discovery and the HBO thing. So in my mind, all these big, um, massive companies are just the rich are getting richer, the bigger are getting bigger, and the 
The people that have power getting more powerful. The, so la last thing here with Amazon going Hollywood. Don't forget what happened during the pandemic shutdown. All the movie theaters got closed, right? Mm -hmm. Every single one of them. But basically, it solidified that these streaming services can just go direct to market and roll out movies. Amazon saw that and said, bingo, let's just get in that on that play. And that's exactly what they're doing. They, I agree. They were they were competing with Netflix anyway already. They were they were already ahead of HBO Max. They were already ahead of Disney. Now this takes them to another level. Don't forget they they have streaming rights to the NFL. They have streaming rights to Major League Baseball. They're doing something which I think is brilliant with those streaming rights. Is they're going to have multiple different um, options for watching the games. They're going to have an all female only crew. They're going to have an, uh, a, a a young crew, an old crew. So you're going to be able to choose the people that you that are commentating the game that you're watching. You're going to have multiple different options. They're going to have the direct Director's view where you can see everything at once. So I mean, they're, they're really innovative. And if you want to learn more about Amazon and Jeff Bezos, you can check out uh, a show called "Before They Were Billionaires" on this channel <laughs> uh, called uh, you know Valuetainment. A very very handsome man in an ill-fitting suit did a great five-minute uh, segment on it. You should check it out. But um, the bigger question is, what's it going to take for us to break up Amazon? Like you said. They're gobbling up everything. Well, they're, if, they're, if, if, they're your daughter decides to, if your daughter decides to, to do a, a lemonade stand out front, Jeff Bezos might put an offer on it. So, I mean, at, at what point do we need to look uh, at, at this, the way Teddy Roosevelt look at, looked at the, the robber barons, the way that you know the, the tech giants have completely cornered our society, the way that Carnegie and Rockefeller did at the turn of the last century, and say, all right, this is... This is restricting the marketplace. These guys are too big, too powerful. You know, one of the stories we didn't talk about last time that we had on here, Kai, was the Apple story on Fortnite. We may have talked about it. Yeah, I, we did. We, we, okay, did. we talked we about it. Okay, so Apple and Fortnite. So Fortnite's argument is the fact that how many, what percentage of app sales are right now being done on the iOS? What's the percentage, Kai? In the 80s, Has the 90, number is yeah. astronomical. Okay, go look up, a, 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 you know, percentage of app sales iOS, Droid, see what control Apple has, right? So Apple saying, hey, Fortnite, you can't be on, you're off because you found a creative way to not pay the 30%, right? That's the whole challenge between Apple and Fortnite. What's the number? I'm actually curious. The, the uh, App uh, Store monopoly. I want to know how much iOS controls. Android eyes go, go, go down a little bit. Go, no, the other way, the other way, the other way. Yeah, you, Kai, you were like literally right there. Go slightly down. Oh, now we got the box. Slightly go down, right there, a little more, a little more, right there. Okay, Androids are running 111 million out 2024. So 65%. I'm trying to find out what's the difference. 71% of total app revenue in 2020. iOS generated 47.6. Google Play made 31.9. Okay, so it's relatively close. iOS is 111 billion dollars. So 65%. Okay, 65% is Apple. What's Monopoly? Isn't Monopoly 54%? Isn't I think there it's no 70%? Okay. So 65% is Apple, right? Okay. Kai, so, check what a monopoly is, the percentage. Yeah. So so you you look at companies like this. You look at what Apple's doing. You look at what Amazon's doing. You look at how you're saying how soon you break them apart, right? You you, you get them to uh, break up. 75%. At this point of the game. who? Okay, it's 75%. At this point of the game, even 65%. Mm -hmm. well, how the hell do you compete with that? Yeah. How does a smaller company come up and compete with that? You got 65%. And they get to tell you no. They get to say no, you can't do this. So now yep. an mm -hmm. Amazon can say no to you as a customer because they have AWS, the best hosting service. Yep. Amazon can say we're not going to sell your book. Amazon can now say, the, the level of control and influence mm -hmm. with someone like this is the one part where Bernie Sanders 
makes an argument with some of these bigger companies. And breaking up these big it's, monopolies. It's, it's, it's one too many. Okay. It's one too many. So who's next Amazon. for Amazon? You, you put your career Amazon on the line. I, I was there for it. You put your career on the line. You were the very first person. You beat Rogan to it. You were the very first person to have Alex Jones on when he was deplatformed. And you put you put your whole on nine eleven. You put your yeah. whole YouTube channel up up in the air for that one. Well, and oh, sorry, I yeah. didn't want to cut you off. But you brought up the, the point that I'm trying to make right now. Yeah. Amazon policy punishes consumers. DC sue claims. So the the District of uh, of Columbia attorneys are actually going after Amazon for antitrust grounds, monopolies. It illegally raises prices. This is already happening. Yeah, and and it, it goes beyond that. Click though. on that story. It, yeah. it, it's one thing about price gouging. It's one thing about market control. Another story we're not going to get to today is that um, you know Project Veritas and James O'Keefe, uh, they they basically got Facebook to admit that they are stratifying posts based on based on on political. They're aggregating posts and then they're stratifying the, the their algorithm based on political affiliation. So they they're literally suppressing viewpoints. All right, and now as a private company. Right? Nobody's going to tell you what to do with your companies, and I get that. But at some point, when there's only five companies and they collude together, you are creating an environment where now all your information, your entire zeitgeist, is controlled by three, four people. You know, and, and again, that's where someone like you is so important. Someone that something like Valuetainment is so, so, so valuable to have an independent voice, to be able to question authority, to be able to speak truth to power. But then, I mean, dude, you could wake up like I got like I my, my page got demonetized. I told you, I, I I woke up one day, I said the, I posted the wrong uh, the wrong comment, I, I I sent the wrong video, and I woke up and they were like, boop, your your page has been demonetized and your reach is restricted. I, I how many times were you warned before it happened? It's three strikes. So now, you were warned twice. But here's the deal. I was demonetized for the truth. I didn't say anything that was untrue. And, I, I'm, and, not, and, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying we, what you said was right but, or wrong. But, but what they I'm saying give is, you fair warning. But, but if they give you fair warning, what does that mean? If I give you, I don't know. I'm if asking I, if you, I give you fair, like, if, if, you were, if you weren't warned, i give you, like, if, I give you if I give you fair warning and I say, Adam, if you keep sitting there, I'm going to punch you. Adam, if you keep sitting there, I'm going to punch you. And then I punch you. Mm -hmm. Did you do anything to, to deserve getting punched? And I could be like, well, I gave you fair warning. What are you supposed to do? Get out the room? Well, that's the only this, argument there can be made is if it's in your house. Not that I would do that. I'm just saying. If it's in your house and you tell them, leave my house, leave my house, leave Leave my house, punch. Meaning, the argument, like I talked to Sue and uh, well, what Dennis if you bought Prager. the whole block? I talked to Sue and Dennis Prager. You know who they are, Prager University. Mm -hmm. And I talked to them when they were suing YouTube. And they were going back and forth saying the fact that you can't do this because it's freedom of speech and all this, a uh, First Amendment, all this other stuff. They said the, law, the lawyers didn't go on their side. And, you know, they have strong attorneys. Sue herself is an attorney. They said the argument was... What the U.S. Con you know what U.S. stands for with freedom of speech, our First Amendment, has nothing to do with what private companies and public companies have to do. Yeah. They can do whatever they want to do. Meaning, mm. if they don't like what you have to say, they can do that. You have no say. You have to play by their rules. That's kind of where they are today. Mm -hmm. What they're doing today. So whether that's a good which is thing, why I think the monopoly needs to get broken up because there's nowhere else to play. Which which I believe like what we talked about yesterday. Yesterday I'm talking to a guy named Daniel who came here from uh, Costa Rica to have me on his podcast, and he says, uh, you know, what do you think needs to happen long-term for free thinkers like yourself to be able to stay, you know, relevant and all this stuff? I said, listen, here's how the war was won, okay? And it's still going on. The battle's still going on, but you got to give props to Democrats, a ton of props to these Democrats, right? How was it won? Okay, you can go all the way back. They say Woodrow Wilson is the time where the school changed from what it was to what it is today. And that was 100 years ago. 1913 yeah. is what? 110, yeah, 107 yeah. years ago, right? Factory okay. workers. Yeah, exactly. So you go back to that and you say, okay, 
So Republicans were like, hey, we're going to go own real estate. We're going to own companies. We're going to own oil. We're going to make money. That's what we're going to do. Leave us alone with the money. When you think oil, you don't think Democrats. You think oil, you think Republicans. When you think military, you think Republicans. When you think there's certain things that you think church, Republicans, you go there, right? Okay, and church was a big influence to Still have. Is. It's not not as much as what it used to not be, but it's much. a lot yeah. it's a lot of influence they had, right? Okay. So Democrats behind closed door says, you can have that. Uh we'll go win over colleges, mm-hmm. universities, school, curriculum, books, ideology. Uh, ideology. Mm-hmm. And then they said we're social also media. we're also gonna go on social media, media, newspaper, magazines. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you guys, I was a big like <laughs> just six years ago it sounds I, like I it's made old a, school versus new school. I, six years ago, I made a video talking about the you know what business magazines I read, and I went mm-hmm. through them. I no longer buy Money Magazine. I no longer buy Fortune Magazine. I no longer subscribe. I, mean, I went through a list of financial them. times. Don't waste your financial times. Is decent, yeah. Mm-hmm. I went through a list of them, and I no longer purchase any of these. I've been, I was, I bought every single month they came out. I bought them, right? I no longer do. Why? Because the articles are being written by journalists who have never ran a business and never made the money, and they're just kind of giving their opinions based on what they think is the right thing, and they're bashing rich people. They're bashing the dream. The dream of being financially free is being bashed today. Yeah. Like, it's a bad thing. There used to be time you're like, oh, my gosh, look at that guy. He started as a nobody. Now he's got a nice house. He's got a nice family. He's made the money. He's traveling the world. He's going to the games. He's sitting next to the, Oh, man, one day I want to be. But today that person is... I don't want to tell anybody that became successful and I went from nothing to somebody because if people find that I have money, oh my gosh. Yeah, they pull buy. down statues. Yeah, so we don't build statues no, anymore. No, no. We pull it's them the down. the complete opposite. So here's the moral of the story. The moral of the story is long term, long term, um, I said to him, if these guys bought LA Times, they bought Bunny Magazine, Forbes was a, you know, capital. it was the last standing magazine that protected capitalists, sold to China, 95%, only 5% is owned by the Forbes family. If this was an incredible business magazine, I would have bought a Forbes type of a brand. But at this point, you think the Chinese media company is going to sell Forbes brand to anybody else? No. If you make an offer for what it's actually worth, they're probably going to ask you much more if you want to pay for it. But so they had a they had the opportunity to buy you were, you were Twitter for six Forbes, billion you? years ago. They yeah. had an opportunity to buy Twitter. They had an opportunity. Every one of these things were for sale. YouTube were for sale. All of these things were for sale. They didn't buy it. Republicans said, no, we're going to go buy oil. We're going to go buy asleep. this. They were asleep they at the wheel. They were asleep, yep. and they lost influence, and you got to give props to whoever wins. You can say whatever you can at the time that yeah. Mayweather won the fight where Victor's looking this way, and boom, he punched him and knocked him out. And it's like, what are you doing? You yeah. shouldn't have punched him. He says, listen, once you say go, it's fight. Mm-hmm. So Mayweather just capitalized, and uh, today Republicans are sitting it around does. saying, we lost influence what it, do we do next it says a lot that the smartest political move the P- republicans have made in like the last 20 years has been to shut up for 100 days and let democrats talk like they that's it like you know people are finally starting to listen to what the left is saying you know whoa, 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 whoa this is crazy this is this critical race theory stuff is insane this is nuts and the the it's really an indictment of the republicans that the best argument that they could make is just to stop talking like that's it, like, and even now you got Marjorie Marjorie Green Taylor out there, and and you know the entire media wants to put the lens on that. They're going to turn her into the rights AOC, you know, as if she's somehow representative of, of the group as a whole. But it's it, yeah, they they lost. You're, you're you're spot on. They lost a culture war that they didn't even recognize was happening. They lost a culture war that they didn't even know they were so far asleep at the wheel. They got so old and so complacent. And again, I think this, the, those same people are doing this with Bitcoin again to bring this full circle. But the, the they lost a war that they didn't even recognize was happening.
Well, that's when you see a picture of like Trump standing around 400 old white men and that's the Republican Party. You're like, well, I don't know if that's the best approach. And now you have people like Candace Owens or like Charlie Kirk or you mm -hmm. have younger people mm -hmm. or Tim Pool or whoever you want to put in there that are like speaking out of being more vocal. The, the big Tim Pool is a great problem. point. That's the problem when you have just the male pale and stale crowd giving everything the, that they have. The new Republican are people who left the Democrats. That's their big thing, right? Our big thing, like I'm a libertarian, right? And our big thing is, you know, the left did this. I left the left. I started as a Democrat in college, and then I, I met Democrats, and, you know, the performative nature of, like, the hardcore left, I was just like, nah, this, nah, 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 I'm not, no, I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold hands and block traffic, I'm not gonna, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I'm, I'm like, if those are me, then I'm not them, you know, and, and it's just like, where's the moderate anymore, man? Like, thank God for Joe Manchin. You want me to say something good about Democrats? Oh, don't even get me started I on Joe Manchin. Joe bro. Manchin is the most important man in America, and no one even knows his name. This guy has, I, I'm, this is going to sound extreme. To be the man of the year, Time Magazine this, man of the year. This guy has single-handedly held our union together. If he would have gone party yeah. line mm -hmm. and DC would be a state and they would eliminate the filibuster and they would have would have eliminated the second amendment, Florida would be a country right now. Texas would be a country right now. Let me ask you a question. He keeps Let me the ask you a union together. Let me ask you a weird question. How much longer until we hear about something he did 40 years ago with a girl. Uh, right. How much longer until we hear mm. nine Oof. women coming? How much longer until an email from 17 years if, ago? If How much longer happen, until... It would have happened already. No, I, don't, no, I disagree. It's going to happen I towards disagree. the midterms. Give it so 2022. The midterms. When's Watch. the first time you heard about Joe Manchin? Through you. Yeah, I've been you, talking you, about that guy I for knew, years. I knew who he was. Yeah. I'd seen him on TV, but you were a big uh, Manchin yeah. guy, so I started following him Because at the end of the day, people who have common sense, and they don't just say... I'm a leftist, I'm a right, yeah. I'm a Republican. He's a Democrat in freaking West Virginia. Yeah. The reddest state look, in the look, country. Look at what they did and to Tulsi Gabbard, though. And he continuously gets elected. Look at what That's they did respect. to Tulsi Gabbard, though. Well, we'll find look at what the left did to Tulsi Gabbard. To look at what the left did to Tulsi Gabbard. You I, should you know, have it's, president. It's, um, look, they, they, I, the entire universe well, is Tulsi clamoring for Hillary. common sense. The entire universe, Kamala. She should have ended Kamala Harris. She basically did end Kamala Harris, and then they, you know, they just revived uh, her. Yeah, I don't even know guys, why. The we got to wrap up. I'm getting text yeah. messages because we got 11 o'clock meeting right. here, gang. Here's what I want to tell you guys if you're listening in. I'm gonna send you my Twitter account. I want you to go tweet at me with PBD Podcast. This is what we want to do. There's a lot of you guys that send messages that had opinions about uh, uh, tw uh, about pot, uh, what do you call it? About uh, Bitcoin, whatever it is that you want to debate next time around. Send a tweet at me, PVD Podcast hashtag. We will follow it next time when we do it. We'll probably pick and choose some people from the Super Chat community and bring you on if you're confident to debate a topic that you want to come and share your thoughts with. Like last time we did with Stephen Anas, we will do that. Also, mm -hmm. I want to remind everybody that on, uh, uh, what do you call it? Anybody that creates the logo for PBD Podcast, we're open, we're looking, we're designing some here internally as well. But if you submitted yourself or another graphic designer, we're going to show it to the crew everybody's going to be able to vote for it. And then at the end of the day, we pick one. If we pick one that you created or somebody you know created, $500 bounty is going to be given away for whoever comes out with the PVD Podcast logo that we end up using. With that being said, have a great weekend, everybody. We'll do it again next Tuesday. If you enjoyed having Gerard on today, click that subscribe button. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.